I'm making my own fabric. I'm cutting small square pieces of faux leather and I'll stitch one by our own on organza. I am sure that I have to cut over 1,000 pieces. Vika, if I didn't love you so much, I would say stop all that clicking. I, but I love you so much, so I wouldn't. If you think that I love this sound, you are wrong. lovely listeners, welcome to The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway, the show that is quite literally ahead of the pack. I am Ernez. And I am quite literally Nayland. <laughs> so wonderful to have you back, Nayland. Thanks so much <laughs> for joining. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this, I mean, having you here is quite literally the highlight of my crazy day. And uh, I'm hoping we have a great conversation because we both had, uh, so far, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's been a packed <laughs> week. So um, listeners, also wonderful to have you back as well. Again, um, find us on facebook.com forward slash the workroom on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And also you can find in our show notes links to our cheat sheet and also our bracket battle update. Um, we have um, all the the designers and the final looks in actually this week we're, they're not in this week's runway order they're in last week's runway order but typically that's that's how we do the cheat sheet just for a visual um yeah yeah uh Nalen, as always since you weren't on the podcast last week and we're going into this comp or into this episode do you have anything that you like to share or to get off your chest or Anything about the last episode? Hmm. Before you move? No, not really. I, I, you know, I, I, um, I, I thought y'all covered it really well. I was, um, I thought um, Patricia had um, really um, appropriate stuff to say, mm -hmm. um, you know, about um, about ability and disability, and um, yeah, it's it, uh, you know, it, I. I thought it was um, all in all like fine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I think you know it, that that whole like nobody goes home competition. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it was actually good to do that. It's it 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 always has been like kind of a weird. Um, a, a weird diss when um, they've had like the quote unquote real person challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then sent people home Yeah, yeah. on that, you know, where it's sort of becomes a little bit like, okay, make a dress for your mom. And now we're going <laughs> to tell you that like you're, you made a horrible dress in front of your mom who's yeah. rooting for you or and something like that. We're going to eliminate you and it's kind of your mom's fault or, or she's probably going to think that it's her fault or something like that. Right. Or... Exactly. So that, so, you know, I, I felt, okay, fine. Yeah. 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 I've actually, I've been sleeping on it. Cause I, you know, I was very hesitant about that format, mostly upset that not any, like no one went home. Um, but also I think, I, I have to refresh my memory of certain aspects of Project Runway and how they've done things. And I really did think that 
you know, upon further um, thought about it, I thought the format was very humane. Like, I, I agree. I think it was very well done and it was thoughtful. And, um, and, and also to kind of bring us into this episode, I was excited that this episode is the avant-garde episode, but also for some reason I thought, why is it last? And I re I'm, I didn't remember that it's usually last and it's usually, and I think the first season where it wasn't last was pretty early and probably Christian Siriano's season. So mm-hmm. just kind of thinking about how they've even reworked this, the second iteration of Bravo, I, I mm-hmm. you know, pleasantly, yeah, it's, it's kind of grown on me, you know, the way they're doing that thing in particular differently. I'm, I'm a little bit more into it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. All right. So that was our little recap of previously. <laughs> so we can, <laughs> we can skip that from that part of the episode itself. So, so we jump into it and, if you notice that the runway um, was done pretty, I, I think pretty early in the morning or pretty late at night because the designers are still in their clothes from mm-hmm. the last episode. And of course, Marquise is wearing a shirt that he got in trouble for. It still right. looks great, but you know, kind of shame, shame, but still looks great. And uh, we have Carly who goes on, I mean, sorry, Carly and Brandon are introducing the challenge for um, this week. And um, mm-hmm. she starts off kind of going into uh, the our, our favorite definition or my favorite definition so far of what avant-garde means. Quite literally, mm-hmm. the French term means ahead of the pack, um, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily true. It's just an interpretation. <laughs> but I love how she leaned into it as if it actually was true. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so Brandon, I love his definition too, because he starts off saying, you know, like avant-garde, something that makes you feel a feeling. It's something that goes mm-hmm. beyond the norm in some way. Like it's like, it's not normal. It's just feelings and, and abnormalness. Um, mm-hmm. and so then as they're introducing avant-garde, um, and they're, they're coming up with these extraordinary definitions of this thing that is amorphous and amorphous to us all um avant-garde according to brandon deserves an equally avant-garde platform and he prefaces it saying that where they're going to have their uh their runway no one has shown there absolutely no one Mm -hmm. nailing yeah like you're going to say something well i mean i i think given what happens later it's hilarious that brendan is introducing this platform um but also, I it's I thought about like it, you know they come out and there's Bra- um, Brendan on the on the runway, mm-hmm. and and he says hello designers and and Carly's all like he's waited so long to be able to say that and it's like oh yeah like it's there has been a real reconfiguration mm-hmm. of this program at this point because really it's about the women judges. Hmm. and and Christian and it used to be that the male judge had like a big role like when you think about like Michael Kors mm-hmm. um you know and then yeah and then Isaac on on All Stars and then um what's his name on you know who succeeded uh, Michael 
Oh, that. Well, oh, that's right. That's his name. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but there's a way in which they they had a kind of like queen bee affect hmm. that is that that Brendan kind of doesn't have, and you realize like he's not really one for the zingers. Mm-mm. He's he's kind of um, you know he's he's a little prudish. He's a little um, uh, you know he's a little reticent. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how sort of um, how much of an introvert he is actually in terms of the in terms of this role. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So. I, and and you know we will. I think it's it's this one. Yeah, it is this one where they try to put him into a little bit more of a of a mm-hmm. silly slash. Um, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of like a like a darling role or, or something that or someone who's a little bit more quippy um, because for, mm-hmm. for more than anything else he's more like the emotionally um, available judge or the person who's tried who tries to relate to the designers more emotionally I think last season he definitely was the more harsh technical judge and mm-hmm. for this season and I have a feeling that it's because these designers are technically better overall I don't think anyone mm-hmm. has really dipped that below where we've seen Brandon's tech technocrat, you know, uh, personality come out as much. But I feel like that was his niche last season. And this mm-hmm. season, it's so funny when he said like, hi, designers. And I'm like, we we kind of ha- we have had him introduce um, a, a, a challenge, but we haven't been to his atelier as we did like last season. So. Huh, right. That's interesting. Right. We led off with that with that thing where he was his inspiration was his mom. Right. 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 Wasn't that last season? Yeah, that was last there season. There was a whole thing. Yeah. 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 Um, as a way of introducing him. Right. But um, uh, you know, it it's just he he just n- now like Nina and Elaine are such strong voices there that he sort of is feels in the background to me a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah see that anyway well anyway yes yeah. so um as you alluded to the uh the the maybe the irony or how hilarious this is the platform that is deserving of such a high fashion uh, runway show is dun, 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 uh, the vessel, <laughs> also known as yeah. Jeffrey's favorite building in New York City. Yeah. So yeah. Also known as the waste paper basket. <laughs> I mean, also known as the thing that everyone who doesn't live in New York is asking you which way on the seven to go to get to. I, you know, so this is is it's a new structure. It's a sculpture. Um, Nalan, I really don't have any of the stats on this because I don't know who the artist is. I don't know how long it's been there, but I do know that I, the only way, the only reason I know about it is because people kept asking me, um, which way on the seven do I take the train to get to this thing? And I was Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? We're at the last stop Mm -hmm. on the seven and no, they extended the subway to get to this thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the, the, um, the vessel, is a structure built by uh, an, uh, an artist named Thomas Heatherick, okay. who's 
and it sits in the center of Hudson Yards, which yes. is a um, an enormous and uh, an enormous redevelopment of uh, that sits right below Hell's Kitchen and right above Chelsea on the far west side of of New York. So mm -hmm. Hudson Yards used to be where the train yards um, were for all of the trains that were coming in and out of New York, out of the Hudson. So it was, uh, it you know, it used to be a spot where um, uh, things that were coming in off of the docks got loaded onto trains and mm -hmm. then got moved, uh, you know, through the Northeast. Okay. Um, this particular, like Hudson Yards has, is a redevelopment that has been in the works for decades in New York and basically is um, an, a kind of shocking example of gentrification. Um, the vessel is part of the art component, mm -hmm. but the vessel itself is a structure that is, um, uh, to my mind, kind of the opposite of anything that you would want an urban structure to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't encourage, um, resting. Mm -mm. Um, if you look at it, it is a series of interlocking platforms accessed by stairs. Yeah. So it is for the most part, um, not accessible to people with disabilities, except in very limited ways through its elevator. Okay. Um, those, <laughs> um, it, it, uh, has a really interesting, um, social policy, which it announced, um, uh, when it opened last year, which was that, um, anyone, uh, using social media or taking selfies on it surrendered the rights to those selfies, um, or, or, uh, allowed, uh, the vessel to make use of those selfies wherever they found them, wow. um, sort of in perpetuity. So it's it's clearly designed as a structure for you to take for, you know to mm -hmm. take pictures on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it but its ultimate project is sort of self promoting itself and um, making an urban space that is ultimately inhospitable. Um, and is, uh, you know, sitting at the center of a multi-billion dollar um, uh, condo redevelopment and luxury mall. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, feels, it feels weirdly apocalyptic down there, especially because you're just surrounded by these buildings that are in progress and surrounded so all around the yeah. vessel I, you know because there's so there's a shot of the vessel on the scrim in the back and i swear um it's a rendering because those buildings that surround it are not finished <laughs> they're still mm -hmm. in progress so mm -hmm. what, what you actually see on the show is like the maybe i don't know five years in the fruit in the future but right now uh mostly around it, it's just like it's just a construction, a lot of construction going on around there and lots of, um, yeah, it, it just feels even, especially with that, that sculpture in the middle, it, it doesn't really feel inviting. It definitely is a destination within New York city. And I think even for New Yorkers, it's just not yeah. a place that you would normally go. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think people are a little shocked that $150 million was spent to develop the structure 
that um, that uh, you know at the time when um, homelessness in New York is on the rise, mm-hmm. um, when um, y- you know that that um, th- you know given the the economics of these sorts of developments, there's an arts trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I should say, like ICP, an, the organization where both of us um, work and are connected with, is also an arts component to another redevelopment on the Lower East Side of New York mm-hmm. called Essex Crossing. So it's like this is part of the trade-off to get, um, you know, that that developers make to get these buildings built. But I yeah. think that the vessel is particularly egregious in terms of not serving any sort of progressive social function and then actually being kind of regressive. Mm. Um, there's also a, a, a really unfortunate note, which is that, um, you know, security on it has changed quite a bit since yeah. a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young person um, leapt from one of the platforms um, they're not enclosed mm-hmm. in any way. So someone just decided to go over the railing mm-hmm. um, and uh, and lost their life. And and um, it it is a I I just do not feel good about the vessel. Yeah, um, yeah. Imagine that, that they were so far in um, that they could not rethink the you know the episode in the mm-hmm. in in the wake of that but even so yeah yeah i mean i i would think it it does feel like a commercial like the pretty much the most commercial thing that has happened you know kind of reminiscent of the blatant car commercials we would get all the time on Lifetime or, you know, the vacations, the destinations to Austin and, you know, sort of the blatant things. This is the one that feels most like um, it's, it's about the place and then working with maybe the developers or, or maybe the artists or whoever just kind of working with it. It, it, it takes me outside of project runway the most. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we... so that's my rant about it. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's, I think it's a terrible um, edifice. I was yeah. distressed to see that they were that they were going there. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm glad to hear your rant. Um, I was there, so Patricia and I went there, and that was uh, I think last week. And I we both watched the episode by then, it, and I went. Well, we went to go and have dinner, but for me, it was my first time ever seeing it in person. And I, for one, have been avoiding it <laughs> just on purpose. I'm, I wasn't, I'm not in, I was not interested in going to see it um, because you know, of all of the controversy around it. And so when they showed it on here, I was like, huh, all right, this is very, very tricky. This is interesting. But so I appreciate your rant. Cause I think I haven't really formulated beyond just my general annoyance around it. So I think, yeah, I, I you know, it's, I, I'm I'm happy to hear your thoughts on it, and also and also those stats because that's sort of important mm-hmm. to put it in the context of this. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but um, this structure is is not benign, so it's it's rife with a lot going on here. Um, but in the context of Project Runway and this this fantasy of avant garde, it's going to be the backdrop of a pretty dramatic runway show. Um, mm-hmm. So. For for this, they get to choose their models. Um, they're kind of padding the time. 
because we yes. have to go through the whole oh who do you want next and here are the models that we have up and we get to see the models that they have available to them we don't have cards what will happen to the cards mm-hmm. i feel like they have that toy scrim back there and that scrim can do all kinds of things i'm wondering who set that right. up and instead of having cards where they randomly are assigned, we're also getting to see which uh, which models will be able to participate in this. So um, I'll just lay it out here because you also get to see mm-hmm. their stats and, and their height and stuff like that. And anyway, mm-hmm. so so Nancy is the winner from last week, so she gets to choose first. And mm-hmm. the available models are Dee Dee, Yuen, Severine, Nora, Thijin, and then Madeline. So Nancy chooses Didi because she wants to go all the way to the end with Didi. Sergio mm-hmm. chooses Yuen. Britt, Severine, uh, Mark, um, Brittany. Marquise chooses Nora. Jeffrey chooses Thijin. And then Victoria chooses um, Madeline. But there is this whole deal about you get to choose who goes next. And then, you know, Victoria gets chosen last, which is, to me, very inconsequential. But... Uh, Madeline, I think, is the closest that we do have to a plus size model because I clocked her stats. I clocked everyone's stats because I didn't know that mm-hmm. he was six one. I think Nora's also six one. Someone's they're all they have super tall models, and then uh, Madeline's also six one. Um, and then her her like waist circumference looks more like mine. So I'm like, okay, so she's the she's the plus size model. Um, and and Madeline Madeline um is 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 with Victoria. But I just kind of missed Asia and I missed Stephanie for this round mm-hmm. and thought it was very interesting that they only that they presented us with who are going to be cast in this avant-garde episode. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, Brandon. Yeah, tells... I clocked that, too. Oh, I yeah, thought it yeah. was like, that's that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where where are they? And also, where did Severine come in? I feel like mm-hmm. that model just slid on in there. I don't remember Severine um, mm-hmm. uh, being here throughout the whole entire season, which is fine. Welcome. It's wonderful. But um, I did miss Asia and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Brandon says goodbye to them by wishing them well and telling them go big or go home. Right. And then we also have... Which, it, which quite literally is the definition of avant-garde. You know what? I, I you know, I, I totally feel as that, if... That's, yeah. That's what it means in French. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's and, and also, it's kind of um, this, this, also, you know, this, this take on volume, but... Also on, uh, you know, a, a sense of structure and and feeling uh, supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's also <laughs> what that might mean. But did you? I don't know if you also heard that Carly's voice was eighty-eight in, or there was like an over, uh, an overlay where she says goodbye and goes, "We'll see you at the vessel." I missed that. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, they have to put that in there. It's a giant mm-hmm. commercial. All right, so. Our sketch time. Mm-hmm. So we learn, so we get to see them, and um, and, and this is again, this is the end of a very long day. They're still in the same clothes, so they yeah. go back to sketch, and we hear a little bit more about Marquise and um, his ballroom designs, and how mm-hmm. Mar- Marquise 
He's done avant-garde before. So ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who's probably the least ready for this is Brittany, who's mm-hmm. not going to sugarcoat this. She's been dreading this challenge from day one or since, I guess, the, the beginning of her design career. And, uh, you know, because you, you come on avant, you come on Roger, Project Runway, you're you're gonna have to do an avant-garde challenge. I know, I know. This is this is like the oh my god, I've never done menswear challenge. Yes, yes. It's like when you are cast, like you, I I know I do not think that it's only twenty four hours to when you have to leave. Like I think you get a little bit more time than that. Uh huh. Yeah. And even then, if you if you audition, you're obviously thinking that you might get in. Right. So spend some time thinking about um, avant garde, like fashion. Yeah. Like just have one ready. I mean, you I know? I thought it was, you know, there's something about. Brittany, that's endearing with her honesty on certain things mm-hmm. and her transparency because she just goes, I don't think in a conceptual way. I think about mm-hmm. it in a realistic, wearable way. Like those things yes. are not mutually exclusive, Brittany. You can do exactly. both at the same time. And it's also, does it, it doesn't also, you know, the definition of, well, okay, quite literally the French term avant garde means. Um, you know, very, very frou-frou clothes that are sometimes wearable. That is quite <laughs> literally the, the French term. So yes. it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something that, um, you know, you, 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 you put on just for a runway show. It is something that you could wear in a subway. Think, think about yourself doing something extravagant in, in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas or whatever. But I, but I feel like mm-hmm. she has in her head that I'm this type of designer. And I think this is the first time I've ever seen her go, I can't do this. <laughs> right. So, Well, the, un- the unwearable thing is a thing that certain types of designers like to tell themselves about avant-garde because then it, it, it gets them off the hook in terms of having to think about it. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh well, avant that avant garde stuff is all just unwearable. Who would even wear it? So I can't even think about it. Yeah. And and uh, you know, all of that is fine if you are never going to be a Project Runway <laughs> contestant. If you are going to be a Project Runway contestant and you hope to go all the way, then it means that at some point during the season, you're going to have to do a menswear challenge. You're going to have to do an avant-garde challenge. Mm -hmm. You will probably have to do some sort of a plus-size challenge. And you will have to do at least one unconventional materials challenge. At at least. Sometimes three. (laughs) Sometimes three. Sometimes all of those are the same challenge. But it's like... But prepare. It's like people who go on on Top Chef and have like, I've never made a dessert. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> what? It's like cookies. Like, what? Are you kidding you me? Know? Yeah. So that's that's the thing is that there's just a, you know, it, it's I I sympathize, but really get it together, yeah, get it together girl. What did you me. think was going to happen? 
Well, yeah, and I, I remember so, that you mentioned that she gave herself the challenge of doing menswear for the first time when it wasn't even right. a menswear challenge. Right. So it's you know yeah that that kind of popped into my head too about right. that. But the person who and, no go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, what she decides is that she's going to go back to the last thing that she felt good about. Right. I mean, we guess I guess we'll get to that later on, but yeah. Um, but but clearly, the person who did have the game plotted out was Sergio. Yeah. On your team. Uh, Sergio does nothing but conceptualize. Right. I mean, he he's a he's an avant-garde designer at heart, but also he just does everything. So of course he would do avant-garde. Um, right. And also. So. So what's he doing? So so Sergio, um, this is a perfect, perfect, perfect um, uh, challenge for Sergio because he's been waiting this whole entire time to bring light to a time where women were empowered. Not like now, mm-hmm. because when, right. you know, women, how women are viewed upon is a weaker right. thing. They can do anything mm-hmm. that that men can do. That's what he's been, you know, mm-hmm. holding in his back pocket this whole time. He is going to. Uh, he's going to make a dress that pays homage to female samurai warriors. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So he's going to make samurai uh, things. Yes. Right. Otherwise known as the Amabugisha. Um, yes. The Amabugisha. Um, and w- what I loved is when I looked up mm-hmm. female samurai warriors mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, the same mm-hmm. photos popped up on my screen while watching Project Runway. So it's yes. like, those are, <laughs> so if you watch the episode. So that was the research. So, so yes, that was, that was one of the produ- production assistants, <laughs> like having to run through Google image search and be like, okay, what was this thing that Sergio's talking about? <laughs> All right, let's get some pictures of it. Because I feel this is um, the first time where I'm like, okay, yes, clearly. So this is, at least this is an interesting part of, history that you're referencing the only thing is that it's filtered through sergio's mouth so it's it's horrible um the way he speaks about it um because i think it's in oh in the, go ahead wait I, I there is another thing about it okay what is the other thing <laughs> well um we know that sergio got to pick second yes because it's nancy's roommate oh my god you know what uh, i thought this what was, was a coincidence no nailin oh was, no what was the model that he picked <sighs> he picked ewan who is right most the only the only asian model the only however ewan is probably chinese probably chinese of uh, chinese descent right Yuen is a is a chinese name right y- yeah and and then, Where are the samurai um, from, Nalen? Can you remind us? Well, they are from, the Anabugisha are from Japan. And one thing that I really liked is that one of the most famous early ones of them led a, um, oh. led a, uh, a conquest of Korea. Uh, so, oh, no. <laughs> so I guess we're happy that Dayong is not here to see this celebration of kick-ass japanese women samurai yeah i mean it's so oh gosh it's such a it's such a regional a regional um historical 
uh, minefield that Sergio yeah. is bringing up. And he yeah. he manages to do this every single time. Every yeah. single time. It's just, it is, you know, but I feel like quite literally the term, the French term avant-garde means, um, uh, you know, a guard meaning, you know, uh, uh, you know, the guard army pack, but, um, mm-hmm. but avant, which, which, you know, has some uh, literally, you know, we could take the actual French term for avant, but um, I would say mm-hmm. for this, this means, um, you know, go with what you make it it uh this is something that you can apply to to now and back then um out of context you can take a slice out of what armies did in the past and then you can place it in now and it doesn't really matter what happened before or after or if you're in the wrong country or if you're if you're in the right country um it is just based off of how you want to use it when you want to like you know quite Mm -hmm. literally yeah um man and 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 once again sergio would be in much better shape if he did not tell the story but you gotta tell a story that's what he does yeah but that but there's the thing right (laughs) yeah oh so they all they all head off and um and it's the next morning Mm -hmm. we get another shot of britney without her eyelashes we get hmm no lashless sorry lashless lashless britney lashless britney and marquise grabbing some uh grabbing some bacon yeah jeffrey's using a plate so today so he's being fancy yes he's not dropping things on the floor and they all go off for their final visit to mood yeah yeah um so they meet christian at mood and Mm -hmm. christian is so adamant for this where he's just telling them straight up this is avant-garde there's a lot on the line Mm -hmm. here you're going to get a lot of money but please don't spend every waking hour in the silk satin and charmeuse section please mm-hmm. so he tells him where mm-hmm. not to go he tells him no mm-hmm. no to this because their budget is going to be six hundred dollars and they get mm-hmm. a whole 60 minutes a whole hour yeah. in mood so that's why they were up so early because i clocked the time six thirty in the morning mm-hmm. so they got there because mood opens at nine <laughs> <laughs> but they have to get there mm-hmm. early enough so they could have the whole hour to look for stuff. Um, Victoria needs more. She right. needs more than six hundred dollars. I mean, I think that's her. I think that's her attempting to make a joke in a oh. kind of deadpan way. Oh, is it? Because I, I, when I think she, goes, she was very serious. <laughs> that is Moldova humor. <laughs> when she goes, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Well, you know, um, kudos to uh, to Victoria <laughs> making jokes in the seventh language that she knows mm-hmm. how to speak. I mean that I that I I'm, I respect very yeah. very highly. Yes. All right, so so they go running around the fr- and and what's the first thing that Brittany does? Oh my gosh, does she go down the charmeuse silk satin section? Oh, well, I don't know if that, but it's like. Um, you know, uh, she grabs. You, we see her with a bolt of pink fabric. Oh yes, okay, yes. This is when it begins. You know, she knows some of what she wants to do, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be pink. 
and it uh-huh. seems like everyone kind of had this pretty pretty straight up idea of what they were going to do, except for you know uh, one person in particular. But I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't notice that she pulled pink right away. Was it that, mag- that, yeah. that hot magenta? Yeah, I think that's the first thing you see her with. Okay, yeah, I have a feeling that since this is also something that happens, the more time they they spend in mood. They're more familiar with it, and she probably has had her eye on that fabric for a while. She went straight for it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucky was still there. I, I also have to say though, it's like you look around in the backgrounds. There's such great fabric at Moon. Yeah, there really is, and and it does drive me nuts. Like overall, looking at these looks, like. Go to the faux fur aisle. Like, there's a giant faux mm. fur section. Yeah. There's, like, we see Nancy grabbing black horse hair, which she has used over and over again. Yeah. And and uh, behind her is, like, all of these crazy feathers. Yeah. Like, there's tons and tons of, like, demented um, <laughs> patterns. Yeah. And it's, like, why... I mean, I understand, like, this is the pressure. This is the thing that could, you know, that can make or break you. But if there's any time when you couldn't, when you could really go wild and you have $600. Yes. I mean, we, like, for, I, I'm i glad you pointed that out because we have Jeffrey. And this is where we find out that Jeffrey considers himself an avant-garde designer. He labels himself that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what he goes towards is this, like, kind of... I don't know it's like an like a maybe like a light avocado green and a very mm-hmm. dull it's hard to say this but it's a dull periwinkle blue and and i think mm-hmm. he probably went towards the type of fabric before or in the color um beforehand but right behind him are all of these crazy p- prints like huge herringbone and plaid mm-hmm. and you know different weights of things but he's surrounded by all these interesting fabrics and he's just kind of going towards these muted kind of muted colors in a way yeah yeah. while while we're seeing his portfolio of him doing crazy amazing designs Mm -hmm. with lots of graphic and lots of quilting and you know and so yeah um i think okay so let's let's say with jeffrey because i feel like we gotta follow it through he is carrying around duchess satin or heavy mm-hmm. satin or something. I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he's carrying around this heavy satin and right. shows it to Christian, which he does all the time. Like, right. Christian, oh, oh what, look at this. And Christian's like, look, they're going to kill you for this. It's gray. It's right. silver. It looks dull. And it's heavy. And then mm-hmm. we get this wonderful clip, a uh, flashback of Elaine during last week, <laughs> like yesterday or actually this morning uh, from from Project Runway time, like this morning when they had the runway show, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're all there, Jeffrey was on the chopping block and doesn't know that the that Elaine in particular hated right. this fabric. And that's the same right. fabric he used for the last episode, but just in gray. So, yeah, uh, Siriano gives him. Um, a thing or two and talks mm-hmm. him down and goes, listen, you didn't hear them talk about your fabric, but I did. They hated right. it. And then he goes, well, you know, I haven't done anything with latex yet. And I wrote latex in question mark, exclamation mm-hmm. points in my notes. I'm like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, this whole time you haven't done anything in latex. That's insane. 
I mean, also in uh in the fabric uh district, there is a whole store dedicated to latex. I had no idea that there was latex at Mood, but of course there mm-hmm. is. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Um, but we do, we do. We have um Marquise who's just buying a lot of silver, a lot of silver, and some chains. I I hear hear chains there, mm-hmm. and um. And poor Christian is just pulling out these really, uh, these these very very uh, saturated colors that I'm pretty sure he wishes the designers would choose, just like pinks and magentas mm-hmm. and green or no, not greens, but you know, purples, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know I and I'm also glad that you mentioned the feathers behind Nancy because she so in her talking head she was wearing these amazing feather earrings that I noticed. Did you mm-hmm. notice her wearing those? And I, I just was th- thinking like you walk around in feathers all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, that would that would be a wonderful thing to kind of just play around with. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, that's what we have. I know it's 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 really distressing. And then we and then we see Brittany deciding to revisit oh. the. Like Brittany's feeling all at sea, so she is retreating to the place where she felt most at home. Yeah, and it's the Ashley um, Longshore, the Ashley Longshore <laughs> um, challenge, right? And yeah. so that's like that's her big idea is these is is going to those, going back to those butterflies, and it feels kind of desperate. I have yeah. to say, yeah, I've. I was I was instantly worried because it's almost like you know she was looking for butterflies on fabric. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! So we've already done amazing butterflies. Butterflies. If we want to go back to uh, avant-garde challenges of the past um, of season mm-hmm. twelve, which is Dom Strader's season, their avant-garde mm-hmm. challenge was inspired by butterflies. And mm-hmm. Dom Strader made the most beautiful thing that we have ever seen and will ever see on Project mm-hmm. Runway. Um, and she was already inspired by, by butterflies. Someone has done it and way better mm-hmm. and avant-garde. So when she was actually looking for, and also Dom didn't use butterflies in any of the prints. Like it was just, it wasn't right. as literal a connection as poor Brittany was trying to make. She's like, I just need a print with butterflies. Like, uh, you, no. You made butter- yeah. you made butterflies last on on Ashley yeah. Longshore's. Like even this is a step down from what you did for the Ashley Longshore um, challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anything else in mood? Um, no footage of Swatch. So that so um, two weeks ago was a wrap on Swatch for the for the season. They gave them those Swatch so, tote bags with uh, they are, you know, there the are notorious shots of Swatch, swatch on in, on their yeah, totes. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, much. and um, and then we cut back to the workroom, and yeah. we get um, we get a goose instead of Swatch. Yeah, uh, as our as <laughs> our <know>. animal <laughs> like, escort. Also, like, can you guys cut that lawn back? I don't know, like trim those hedges. It just is like you know grass everywhere and the little 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 swan, little little geese. You know, <laughs> it happens. It happens in New York. A lot yeah. of stuff grows between the crowd. I know. So okay. they head on to the workroom. They're all like, you know, quickly sewing things. Brittany's laying out her yeah. incredibly pink fabrics yeah. 
She doesn't know which pink she's going to use. Um, and then she makes like the case of like pink is very feminine and girly. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, her whole thing. I, you know, I guess that's why. Oh, oh no. You know, Brittany, so many things. Cause she was like, yeah, you know, but I, I, you know, I can show that, you know, pink can also be strong. I'm like, oh yeah. man, Brittany, I yes, would, I would, I need you to, I need you to, to talk more about that before you start making any clothes. I, I need you to, to talk to somebody <laughs> before you start choosing these things. Also, let's, let's talk about your idea of what girly is and, and femininity, blah, blah, blah. And, but but also, if you just like using pink, that's fine. But it's not inherently feminine or girly, quote unquote. Um, her sketch is enormous. It's just a pleated thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a gigantic pleated mm-hmm. structure, um, which kind of builds on her strength because she's been called out technically for good reasons by, by Brandon um, because she pleats so well, you know. Um, right. So I, I get it. Trying to uh, to go big because she doesn't want to go home and um, just do what she's been doing, but just larger on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, then then we get this like hip hop sample. <laughs> it's like this really like beat going out. Like what is mm. what's happening? Mm. Huh? So uh, it's, it's yes. oh no, but it's we, it's Moldova. It's Victoria from Moldova. Yeah, we we get dank beats. <laughs> dank um, beats. <laughs> uh, and uh, which have to which come from Victoria deciding to to um, make her own version of sequins. Mm-hmm. Which are these um, this this cut up um, vinyl? It's yes, vinyl. It's, f- it's f- fox, she she it's she now knows leather? how to she now knows how to pronounce faux leather. Yes, but it is it's vinyl. <laughs> it's like that's what faux leather is. <laughs> but it's the section, But the section says fox. I mean faux leather. Now she's got me saying yes. Faux leather. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really quite catch on that she was trying to make sequins because I mean that that's the effect of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that... making a bunch of little squares mm-hmm. out of the out of the sort of mocodile um uh metallic. Mm-hmm. Um and then she's sewing them in place yeah. like they are sequins on a, on a sheer piece of fabric. So this yeah. means like she has to cut each one out by hand and then sew each one on by hand. Right. And it's driving all of the rest of the designers insane because it's just like busy work over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I it's interesting because she had to take off her Nintendo shoes. So like she's wearing these huge shoes. I don't know why I just call them Nintendo <laughs> shoes. And um, that's how far in she's into this. Like she's, you know, it's like her feet hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, through those gigantic moon boots she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's already calculated that it's going to take 70% of her time, which makes me wonder if she's done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why she's doing something that seems risky to the rest mm-hmm. of us. But I don't think it is that risky. I think she's done this before. Right. Um, 
so and also I was just thinking like you could make the patches bigger. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that was before I, I realized that it was yeah. supposed to have a sequence effect. Yeah. Um But we also get an interstitial because I want to mention this real quick of Brittany using a pleading board. So yes. in talking about her gigantic design sketch, but also mm-hmm. how she's gotten called out for these great things. She's been using the pleading board. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's been doing that the whole time. I didn't, I didn't even know that that actually existed. So does that not count or what? I mean, well, I'm less impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of my well, ignorance. There, there you have it. There you have so, it. All right. That's how I feel. All right. I mean, I mean to be fair, uh, uh, Ernest. Yeah. Like, take a quick peek uh, forward in time and see how much of that pleating actually makes it into the final garment. I mean, not a lot. Right. Not so. A lot. <laughs> and also. Okay, we, we, we can talk about that later because I feel like it's I, how this jacket turns out. I I really, again, I want a tutorial on how it went wrong. Okay, sorry. Um, a little bit of a spoiler with how that, okay, yeah. the pleating, eh, they don't stay. All right, yeah. so, um, okay, so ready for, for Christian Ciarano time or did I, did I skip over? Christian comes on in. Yes. In usual happy way. Yeah. <laughs> Just so ready for everyone, um, and 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 I uh, I want us uh, maybe at the end of the season we can do this. Mm-hmm. I want us to have a tally, and it's not so much this meeting, but the second meeting that Christian has with all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I want us to have a tally around. When Christian tells you to do something, does it actually help? Because I think that there are a number of people who basically listen to Christian and then were torpedoed. Hmm. Um, Hmm. This this will be, that's an interesting exercise. I think it's, I think it's an exercise that we should, we should take a look at. I, I totally agree because I think I am very much okay. Oh my gosh. We haven't really gotten that. uh, I would say quintessential project runway talking head where someone goes, you better listen to Christian Siriano because if Mm -hmm. you don't, those judges will get you. I don't think we've heard that yet. No. Yeah. Um, All right. So the first person that Christian um, descends upon is Brittany, who's mm-hmm. we we come to hear is freaked out by do whatever, kind of the same way that right. Dolphin was freaked out by the um, uh, you know kind of a just just do what you want kind of challenge, um, which is interesting because mm-hmm. basically what she's doing is she's redoing a previous challenge, which we you've already mentioned the Ashley Longshore challenge, right? Um, piece with the plastic butterflies. But also, I wonder, I don't know if, is this what made you think about doing that? Because Christian loves that she's doing this. And I totally disagreed because he was like, yeah, oh my God, those plastic butterflies. That's amazing. Yes. No, I love it. Love. And I'm like, no. Well, well, I think he says something like, yeah, if you put those butterflies all over everything, that could be amazing. 
Yeah, he's like, like that doesn't right? seem like a ringing endorsement to me. <laughs> no, but he said it. That's the thing. Like he said, it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. But the thing is, like, you had to do a lot of butterflies, like all over the place, like all over. And right. I'm pretty sure in her head, she goes, "Okay, butterflies is a go. Great, You're right." But I think that there. But that's the thing. It's I, again not to harp on the thing about you know missing Tim Gunn, but mm. it's. But that's the sort of thing that Tim would never do. Mm, yeah. Like, like be that specific. Yeah. He would, he would be like, you know, you need to think about your overall silhouette. Yes. Or how is this, you know, how is, how is this design element going to elevate this? Right. Or something like that. You know, that's, that's the thing is that I think, um, you know, it's it it is the type of interactions that we see Christian having. Um, it's it it is often like very specific about things to do. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not so sure that it's always. I'm not so sure that the folks who follow those suggestions actually turn out okay. Hmm. Anyway, we see him talking to he he um, talks to Jeffrey. Right. We see some of Jeffrey's history making latex, finding out that he had a that he had a business in Chicago, um, in Chicago making latex. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, I I know folks who um, who do do this for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, made, m- mostly in like club wear and fetish wear. It's become a huge thing in terms of um, drag queens, like a lot of drag queens um, now uh, purchase a lot of um, a lot of latex clothing. Oh wow! Um, someone that you might want to uh, follow who has like a kind of a really great, interesting um, sort of uh, has done some run- runway modeling and is and is a really interesting sort of fashion person mm-hmm. is named Violet Chachki. Ooh, Violet Chachki. Yes. All right. Let me write that down. Okay, Violet Chachki. <laughs> that's such a that's so much better than the reference that I was gonna bring up. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, uh, what was the reference you were gonna bring up? My reference was the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trip to Berlin. <laughs> oh, which I didn't see. When where um uh um Oh my gosh. Oh no. Patricia knows the name. Uh, oh no. I feel terrible about this. Um, let me look this up real quick. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's the one who has a pseudonym. Um, and let's, oh, oh, I wish I, uh, nah, what is her name anyway? Um, but they go to Berlin and she is, you know, she's like a like a, a pop star on the club scene and is the one who is basically teaches everyone else how to wear latex because she wears she tours in a lot of latex, wears a lot of latex. Um, and uh, it was, I think, interesting to see the whole process of putting it on um, and, mm-hmm. and how long it takes. But but again, um, yeah, no, it was just just that was that was going to be my reference. <laughs> <laughs> it it is demanding to get on and off. Um, I think uh, uh, you know you might want to um, uh, go do an, a Google image search 
mm-hmm. on on Violet. Her last name is C H A C H K I. All right. Oh wow, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we can put a link to that in the show notes. I There's will... some amazing amazing looks there. That's awesome. Oh, and also Erica Jane is my reference. <laughs> Okay. So if anyone has seen that episode where they all go to Berlin and Erica Jane teaches them about the nuances of wearing latex. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm going to put this in the show notes, copying it down now. But um, I mean, you know, to talk about Jeffrey, this is just something that, you know, I, I, I guess I don't know why I'm, I'm annoyed that, um, a lot of this is sort of just kind of trickling out. It's kind of Jeffrey's fault that that um, he hasn't worked with latex, and so we haven't been able to learn this about him yet. But mm-hmm. um, there was a, another thing where he talks about, like, yeah, no, I've done, like, latex for Gaga, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, like, who who, who cares, blah, blah, blah. And all, mm-hmm. it's just like he just rattles through all the celebrities who have worn his latex, and um, it kind of, like, it to me, it reminds me, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've gotten through next in fashion yet, but it's sort of like next on fashion, next in fashion on Netflix where everyone has sort of secretly designed for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeffrey, for some reason, just kind of, I, I'm thinking has done so much, or maybe it's also Jeffrey's personality that he's just not boasting all over the world. Like Sergio about all of the celebrities and the people that he's right. designed for and blah, blah, blah. We don't, we don't get this upfront. We get this at the, at the end from Jeffrey. And it's just sort of mm-hmm. indicative of how Jeffrey's the best. Jeffrey's better than all of us. <laughs> well, you know, I think that there's also, I think there's also levels of that because I, I know folks who, again, a lot of folks in the um, leather and fetish community, the people mm-hmm. who make a lot of these, um, a lot of these garments, um, they will get work doing but they're often subcontractors to costume designers okay so there may be a costume designer for gaga's tour who decides that there's going to be a latex outfit and then they go you know then they go to jeffrey right and are like here's here's what we're thinking Hmm. execute it so it so to be fair, just because your costumes have appeared on stage worn by certain people, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you actually designed for them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes that makes sense. I'm just saying. It's yeah. Probably, it's, it's. I mean, it could be that that they have, but there's no guarantee that they have. Okay, I I well, I still am convinced that that Jeffrey um, is totally totally under talking or or, like downplaying a lot of the things that he's done. Yes. I think Um, that that's true because he's, because he has, it's definitely his issue that he, he has a really hard time owning his successes and, mm -hmm. you know, yep. Yep. Totally agree. Anyway. All right. So we have Marquise Mm -hmm. next who is working the chain pants Right. And uh, for some reason, when Christian comes over, he's just like, yeah, you know, they're really heavy. So I'm thinking about getting rid of the coolest thing that I've made today. Uh, so so Marquise, you know, yes, just way too mellow here. But um, I don't know what, what your thoughts, because we haven't really seen that much of Marquise so far. 
in this episode. You know, I, I mean, yes, he's worried about the weight of the chain pants. On the other hand, um, what do I say over and over again about conventional, uh, unconventional material challenges? Anything that's a chain or a string <laughs> or a rope or something that's hanging like that is going to get you sent home. It's not enough. It it doesn't make enough of a fabric on in and of itself mm-hmm. to really work. So I I I see what um what Marquise is trying to do there and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. It's like a harem pant um with made out of individual strands of chain but mm-hmm. a that's that's a lot to do for a one day challenge yes and b it doesn't seem to have anything to do with like anything else that he has on the mannequin at this point no it it really doesn't i mean it's it also seems as if he's doing something that he's done before and because only because it just seems like he so he has this gigantic nah, a silver pointy bolero top on the mannequin um but it just kind of looks like that's something that he is i don't know it just looks like it's something that he's done before maybe it's it, maybe i'm i'm remembering um the portfolio flashes that we got from the montage earlier in the episode um, it just felt like that's that looks like Marquise, but then the at least the chain pants looked like something that was interesting, um, mm-hmm. and something that I don't think we've really seen him do before in terms of using these unconventional materials. But the top just felt very, very normal in a in a weird mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right. So next we have Nancy, and. Mm-hmm. She's just looks like she's just draping and sculpting her horse hair on the mannequin. Right. Which is which is what she does. This is like her thing is yeah. that she she basically gets, you know, sews up a bunch of stuff into a fabric and then drapes that fabric on the mannequin and kind of determines like what, you know, what it is that she's going to finally sew out of it. Yeah. Which is a method that drives Christian insane. Right. <laughs> Because like, um, is it going to be a pant? Is it a shirt? And she goes, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a different process from how Christian works, and I and and from how a lot of the other designers work in the workroom as well, um, because everyone has harped on it. From you know, Delvin's not there anymore. So, and we've already heard. And well, Sergio is her best friend, so I don't think Sergio's going to say anything. But we do hear from mm-hmm. Jeffrey because Jeffrey's like, I don't think you can get this far into the competition and keep doing things in a planless way. Like you need a plan, right? And that's partially, I think, the thing that we um, we end up hearing. Uh, it, you know. It, like a, a number of designers have expressed frustration with it because, mm-hmm. um, and, and I agree after a certain point, she does end up making very conventional choices underneath that stuff. 
like the fact that she keeps going back to that pant or that she has this, it's like she doesn't really have ideas about designing garments. Mm-hmm. She has ideas about sort of putting thing, pulling things together with this draping. But until she has more like design experience in terms of conceptualizing garments, then they end up kind of looking the same over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And also, it doesn't help that she's been using the same type of material, like horse hair, which is something that right. is trans, uh, that has a sheerness to it, which, you know, and also this, this sculptural quality where she can drape it. It definitely is, it makes sense in terms of how she likes to work and gives her that freedom to just play. Mm-hmm. Because also, you can kind of make it into a, a wearable structure really easily without really even sewing it, like, or sewing it that much. Um, and so, and it's also something that's familiar, um, to her. I don't remember where Brittany brings up that she's used this in four challenges before, but, um, it's like, this is the season where no one can knock each other for redoing the same thing over and over again, because Victoria Mm -hmm. is still there. So, so, I, you know, I, I, I get the critique, um, and I get that, um, it can be repetitive because, horse hair is something that is very um distinct (laughs) so Mm -hmm. and especially the way she's been using it but um i did think i did like that christian at least was like decide what it's going to be in terms of a garment like pants or a shirt right will there be a sleeve can you do a sleeve with this just something to kind of streamline her um because this is a two-day challenge um, which in the the realm of Project Runway is normal, but also mm-hmm. more time than they they've had in the past few episodes. So. Yeah. All right. Next we have Victoria v- from Victor mm. from Moldova eating a cucumber. Mm-hmm. And um, which... no, wait, what? Yeah. Did you say? No, no, no. She offers Christian some cucumber. He says he's fine. Um, he also hates and he's and he's asking her what she's doing. Yes, yes. And so she starts trying to tell him. So, <laughs> and so, then he has like this. He's like, "God, all I smell is this cucumber." I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is some princess in the pea bullshit." Like, who? I when if I, I when has a single person on earth ever been disturbed by the smell of a cucumber? Well, the body shop version of cucumber. Because in my head, I'm like, if you can smell that cucumber, then stay out of every body shop in a mall. Because they love <laughs> cucumber, and it doesn't smell like cucumber. It smells like something else that would just, like, right. know, shoot up through your nose. But, you know, and it, but no, but Christian's sensibilities are so, so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> Right. Um, also, he it's so sensitive that he's overwhelmed by Victoria's sketch because he can't see where are these lines going. What is this? What is this form? Is this a is this a model? Is mm-hmm. this clothes? Is this paper? What's happening? Yeah. Um, no, no erasing. However, no, we don't see anybody doing using those mar- remarkably wonderful <laughs> erasing markers. I feel like they're like um, we got the point. We got the point. We've got our seven yeah. episodes in a row of people erasing things on paper. Yeah. Um, I mean, those, those, yeah, those markers are quite literally remarkable in that you can erase them and then remark something with them. You know what? I but think quite literally that is the definition <laughs> of avant-garde. 
is being able to <laughs> erase you. is able to write and then erase write and erase Thank you. you know it moves Thank you, you forward <laughs> wow i'm here profound, all week profound <laughs> so yeah so so victoria has something that starts off at somebody's ear like the ear is gonna turn into uh whatever and anyway what's what it, the the thing that seems to be working is that there is a really nice texture with all of these um, squares, mm-hmm. this sort of confetti, um, you know, vinyl confetti that's that's all all on the sheer on the sheer <laughs> material. <laughs> yes, sheer sheer. It it is faux leather on a sheer, sheer. material. What is it? It is sheer now. You know, don't don't tell yeah. her. Don't tell. Don't now, use the word sheer around Victoria, though. You know, we'll, now we'll call she it knows a, what a different means. word. I feel like it triggers her. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, it doesn't seem as if she's too worried. I think, I think she's she's okay. Right. Um, he he wanders off, and then it gets later and later in the workroom. Yeah, we get a um, we get what is kind of like weak sauce Sergio um you know at this point it's like we've already heard enough of his like self-aggrandizement so it's like you know the thing about oh all the other designers are looking at me I set the bar blah blah blah. it's like oh Sergio I feel like the the editors are really material wait say it again I was just like get some new material yeah yeah he truly is the delusional fool and that's that's how I cap off this these segments because I feel like the editors just have a field day with all of the mind-boggling things that Sergio says and Mm -hmm. in how like avant-garde has a translation I feel like Sergio's name quite literally means like this forward talking thing where you form words in the back of your throat and you just move them out you just just quite literally Mm -hmm. just spew out the, the stuff that forms in the back of your throat and come out of it so that, you know, the sound comes past your teeth. Because I feel like <laughs> there's so many times where Sergio says words and it, I, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's awe. It, I just have awe at how blatantly foolish he is. Yeah. All right. Um, the only thing that came they out of this up. where I'm like, I'm glad I picked you for my, my bracket because I'm I'm not really glad about this. I I this pains me still. I am mad at myself weeks ago. Me, weeks ago me, how dare you? But um mm. he's he's staying away from sleeves because he's supposed to be the person who is the the vanguard of this Legion of designers, Mm -hmm. and so if everyone else is doing sleeves, then he's going to lead the way and not do the sleeves. You know, Mm -hmm. fine. Um, And then also Nancy is finally putting Siemens in her garment. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we have this end of the day, end of the first full day. Mm-hmm. And we go back home to the penthouse where Victoria is singing We Are Cold and We Have No Dress, a callback to last um <laughs> last season. 
Oh, real? Yes. Oh my gosh, Bishmi song. <laughs> yes. Project Runway is this? Oh wait, we're on Project Runway and it's cold as shit. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> so. Except they're sleeping prop, in a penthouse. Props to Victoria for that. And they're in a penthouse. Yeah. While on that episode, they were in tents. They were outside yeah. in the cold. Yes. On Staten Island, they were in they were in <laughs> motherfucking towns. Um, Nancy gets on the phone, yeah, and goes, and, "Hi, this is your wife." Some, yes, and we get to see FaceTime with her non-avant-garde husband. I mean, <laughs> this is who most... it turns out that she met on a golfing date. Yeah, um, his only internet date. Um, she was dating around, obviously mm-hmm. found him, but mm-hmm. they, but they, they found each other yep. and we found out they've been married for like nine years. Nine so, years. so that's kind of like, that's not all that long. It's uh, no, it, it's, it really isn't. <laughs> no. I mean, Nancy, Nancy basically got married when she was 55. Yeah. Yeah. 55 and also you know uh on those apps which i just yeah i i I just love this this whole thing here because um you know she so she explains to him what's happening but in golf speak um Mm -hmm. using birdies birdies bogeys and then saying well you know in last challenge i got a hole in one which means she won like she she won the challenge um and also i have to say that no not really how golf works well no but <laughs> but anyway it, you know what it, it really isn't let, I, but if you let her have of, it but if yeah. you think about t's you know there's like you know if, if a t so yeah. i guess if you go by t's it's so funny like this is the one sport that i i don't really like <laughs> i don't enjoy golf i know some of the rules but um yeah yeah so Anyway, so no, she, I mean a hole a hole in one is good. Yeah, it's very, and rare, very good. But it doesn't mean it, that you won the entire match. Right. It just means you, and 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 if if the other person that you're playing against also got a hole in one, it doesn't mean that you won the hole either. Oh, that's like, so true. Never <laughs> like mind. The idea is to have a lower score than the person oh, you're playing man. against. What a terrible analogy, Nancy. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's a very cool thing to get a hole in one. Yes, it is. It is. But we, I mean, and then in, in, we see like this adorable photo of them on a golf date, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where they were, but it doesn't look as if it's in the U.S. It looks as if it's some historical golf course. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like in Scotland or something um, in, the, in that photo. But um, it's, I'll... it's very cute. Say it again? It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. It's really cute. And I mean, and I think it, it wasn't until then that I realized that that's where Nancy's accent's coming from. Um, I mean, not Scotland. <laughs> it's coming from Philly. So she yeah. is a Philly designer, but but her accent really comes out talking to her husband on the phone. Mm-hmm. So she says things like, glad, mad. Um, like, it just sounds like a very Northeast kind of Philly accent. Because mm-hmm. there was a time when I, I worked in Northeast Philly when I lived there. And mm-hmm. I worked around a bunch of people who had really thick Philly accents. And every day after work, I had to go to my car and then practice getting rid of my A's because I was I was I would say Apple 
and not apple because I would leave at the end of the day saying apple and then I have to be like apple 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 let's let's get rid of this Philly accent get rid of it um and so but I could hear it coming I'm like oh Nancy no oh, mm-hmm. hearing um okay so it's time to go back in the workroom for the last day the in the workroom and they're all they're all getting to work man and it's going to be a very eventful day so yeah. um man um so so we get more victoria more victoria sewing sewing her sequins on and, and we get like the really like the finally the glimpse of the jeffrey <laughs> that has not been apparent <laughs> for all the rest of the season we've got like shy like no problems. Everybody gets along with everybody, Jeffrey. Yep. And he's hilarious here. I mean, because it made me think about how Victoria's grand plan is to finally make Jeffrey explode, <laughs> or something like like this whole <laughs> conspiracy theory around these millions and millions of tiny, tiny, tiny mm-hmm. vinyl pieces is just to murder Jeffrey because she loves him so much. She's like, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. I'm going to murder you. And Jeffrey's like, oh my God, Victoria, I hate you so much, but I love you so much. And so this is just their loving dynamic going back and yes. forth here. Yes. Um, because Jeffrey's so red. <laughs> yeah. Like an explode. Um, yeah. we, so Christian welcomes him back in or comes in to mm-hmm. torture them. However you want to take that. And um, I think also is going to push Jeffrey past his normal code red but he instead just like follow me everyone i have a surprise for you well and and here's the thing Mm -hmm. that if you present an animal with food (laughs) and then shock that animal enough times you can make the animal no longer attempt to get food yes (laughs) like because basically (laughs) because <laughs> basically all of the all of the uh, designers exhibit that symptom at this point. It's like the stimulus of Christian comes in and is like, gather around. I have something I have a surprise for you. And they all sort of hang back, like figuring and do and try not to engage because because they know they're going to get the cattle prod. Yeah. And, yeah. And he has to like completely like talk them into it like intensely because he's like no no you have to actually walk with me i promise you it's okay it's good news guys i promise you come on children and so yeah so yeah so he finally he leads them into the back room um because that's where they've set up all of all of their previous looks Mm -hmm. um I don't know if you've noticed this, but Victoria walks in and goes, what? Huh? Why are we here now? Am I making new things? Why do I need to look at all of these outfits I beat? Huh? I won. (laughs) I won all. I beat that one. I beat that one. Why? Why? Why do these things matter? (laughs) It's it was actually, I think, the sweetest innovation that they have had this season. Mm. And I think it is like actually I think I hope that it is something that they continue going forward because it's a great idea. I agree. Well, what is this idea, Neiland? He Well, he brings them all to the back room. There's all of their previous looks. 
on hangers. And mm-hmm. the idea is that they will not only be showing the um, the uh, the avant-garde look that they're making mm-hmm. um, at the cursed vessel, <laughs> but they will also they also get to pick two of their previous looks to show like a kind of mini collection mm-hmm. for um, for the judges. Um, and, and that's kind of great because it, this is the moment where you always want to be able to figure out about, um, how many, uh, you know, how, how many, um, how, whether or not you want to see more from this person. Mm-hmm. It's the moment where you're starting to think about like their work all across the entire arc of the you know, of the, uh, of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's nice to, A, it's a nice reminder for the designers of like, oh my God, we made all this stuff. It's like, so it's been so crazy. We've been so rushed, but look at all the stuff that we made, which is a lovely feeling for them. Mm -hmm. And then it also is like a really, it, I think it's, I think it's just a really smart idea. I'm surprised that they haven't really thought about it before yeah i mean and so this is going to be in a sense in christian um uh kind of you know encapsulates this it's it's going to be a retrospective Mm -hmm. and i i i also i really loved seeing how uh for instance like how well taken care of their garments were um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of how lovingly they were all displayed out um, for them to kind of go in and Marquise goes up to his um, tuxedo outfit and just instantly starts to just um, mm-hmm. know, fuss with it or whatever. It's just like they just really care about these pieces that they've made. Yeah. And, and also, Nalen, I thought about you as someone who's currently on tour with your own retrospective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Um, oh. And how you can totally relate to this. Or I, was just, I just assumed I was like, huh. They're using the word retrospective, which I think is is very lovely and it's not just a, mm-hmm. and also very serious, I think. Um, and I think also gave them um, a really nice way or in one word, figuring out how am I going to choose from my past looks? For instance, like, you know, Victoria, do I be cohesive? I mean, it's not right. hard. I'm going to choose two outfits that look exactly the same to go with this. It looks totally <laughs> different. And then other people, like I want them to see a progression or, I, or, I won these these challenges and I want to remind them of my highlights and of my greatest hits. But in terms of using a retrospective, I thought that was a wonderful way of giving them the freedom to choose based off of whatever they valued in terms mm-hmm. of what they've already done. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it it is a it's just a really nice moment and and it actually is a it breaks some of the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, we get moved into a little bit of, we hear some, some backstory from Marquise, um, about how he ended up here yeah. and, and how, how his brother was an inspiration to him and gave him some of the money to get started. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a nice way, it's a nice way of introducing it. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, they're going to show, um, two of their past looks and they also have gotten, um a uh some seamstresses yeah. to help them with the tailoring on the past looks to make sure that they're going to fit the 
the current models. Yes. So it's like they get a little bit of help. And uh, they get help in a non-dramatic way. Yes. Like they get help that's <laughs> actually there to help them yes. and not be some sort of a weird twist. Right. 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 No past designers are coming back yeah. to kind of like who are mic'd up and followed by another, you know, still camera around the workrooms. Like, no, no, no. We barely see these workers once yeah. once they're introduced. Um, I, You know, it was it was so in a way seamless. It was great. Um. Yeah, and we have Ashley. So, oh my gosh, when I write Brittany in my my notes, or if I'm writing about Brittany, I really <laughs> do call her Ashley. So Brittany, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, uh, I would say ex- in an expected way, pulling from the Ashley Longshore week. Um, you know, she won, and actually two, she took pulling from the previous two episodes where she won. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, can we just say, I mm-hmm. think this is a mistake. Is it because it's referencing more butterflies or because it's a better outfit? <laughs> I, both. <laughs> yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's so good. It's such mm-hmm. a, yeah. No. Yeah. We can talk about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything, I, anything else? I, bef- I think Sergio picks smartly. Yes, Sergio ends up picking um, his inconven- incon- unconventional challenge dress, and mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, what was the other one? I totally forgot. Um, oh, the, the cocoon. It's the yes, yeah, yeah, the cocoon butterfly reveal. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's the it's the one with all the fringe. Oh, whoops! Yes, with the, with the long fringe sewn on it. Oh, great! Yeah, the uh, the other Asian inspired dress that he made. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also the first dress that he, the the unconventional challenge dress is the dress that UN wore, um, for the right. for that challenge too. So memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Marquise is, uh, doing the tux challenge mm-hmm. and the streetwear challenge, both mm-hmm. really strong looks. And Nancy's pulling the shredded jacket that she mm-hmm. made and her sheer look. And then, um, which was Dee Dee's prom dress. And I think that's the, right. uh, yes. Yeah. And then, and you know, two strong looks, one that was safe. I feel like the first outfit, the shredded jacket, that was a safe look. And then Dee Dee's prom dress was finished, um, in a top three. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's everybody. We have Jeffrey, Doing the Tux look and the Cindy look. Yes. My which I'm a little sad about. I would rather he had picked the um that the green, the tie-dye look. Oh. Yeah. Rather than the Tux look, to be honest. Yeah. You know, that probably would have been better, you know, in terms of just a cohesiveness yeah. or or also yeah. a range. Let's see a range. Some nice some nice range. Yeah. 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 Um so once they get to choose their looks and also once they're introduced to the the fact that they're, they're going to get help with this, uh, mm-hmm. Siriana releases them back into the workroom and they prance away they, like, yeah, like little, very little happy. like little sheep or, or gazelles. They just kind of prance through and, you know, we have, it's just such a wonderful moment. They're like birds. Um, mm-hmm. Jeffrey right away gets to his latex and, mm-hmm. Is explaining it in a way that 
I mean, because, okay, in terms of this whole latex thing, Jeffrey had me at glue and hand eye coordination because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a sport. This is your sport, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. This is lo- lovely. Like, you're like a, a varsity uh, latex maker person. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I would love a, a, a varsity jacket and latex made by Jeffrey. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Yeah. So we have our model fitting. And um, let's see. We get to see, I think, for the first time, Brittany's giant coat. Mm-hmm. And it is sewn, but the pleats are a gigantic question mark. Um, right. So this is where we're starting to see the structure fall apart. Here. Yeah. And she's got like this weird thing where there's where there isn't really a sleeve yeah. or the sleeve begins at the elbow and everything else is sort of like at the, you know, at her side Mm-hmm. So Christian calls it a pink straight jacket. Yeah. Which is not wrong. No, it isn't. It's very obviously a straight jacket. But also, yeah. uh, you know, if you're going to make a garment about uh, femininity and strength <laughs> and uh, yeah. empowerment, if you will. Yeah. Why would you lock your model's arms to her side? <laughs> right. It's very strange. Right. Um, but it's yeah. also clear that she's floundering with this idea of what avant-garde is and in yeah. her, yeah, what, what she's keep yeah. doing. Um, we get some backstory from her where she talks about, um, the difficulties of her childhood. Yeah. It's, um, it's very you know, and, uh, how this is, this journey is about her proving to herself that she's worth something and that mm-hmm. she deserves the things that are coming to her. Yeah. You know, man, Brit, Brit, talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Victoria is now is all in on this thing that starts at the ear and and mm-hmm. wraps around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeffrey's fitting various pieces of latex onto Thijin. Mm hmm. And trying to figure out uh, what to actually do with it because he's got this really yeah. gigantic top part into it. Sort of like a Marquise right. moment happening where the top is great. And that's what is happening, mm-hmm. I think, throughout the workroom. Like people have their tops. The, the, yeah. the top upper body is, for some reason, huge and oversized. Yeah. And then Jeffrey's really struggling with what to do on the bottom part. Yeah. Um, yeah. The person who doesn't seem to be struggling at all and looks almost done, but hopefully isn't done, is Sergio, who mm-hmm. I think just to, to Christian just has to say samurai warrior armor, and I think it's like, oh my gosh, like wow, this is great, oh yay, great. But then we also hear about how he uses his own confidence as armor, mm-hmm. as as a way of dealing with his own really rough upbringing. Um, and it's it's I think there was a picture that they flashed of him as a child wearing something that looked like a draped sleeve. It's like a four year old wearing like a like a sailor outfit, but with a blazer. And this. Oh, he's got. Draped. Yeah, he's got like a cardigan that's sort of falling off of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think. Yeah. It's just kind of it, it just says it says so many things about Sergio. Um, and and kind of mm-hmm. how he's encapsulated himself, and also 
um yeah just sort of is in his own world of of utter right just just so mm-hmm. right and utter, utter confidence um yeah yeah all right we also have a moment with marquise and christian marquise is marrying uh, is is making uh what looks to me like a Vulcan inspired bolero. It's got mm. these ears on the back that are so pointy. And mm. our dear, dear Christian, um, in order to inspire Marquise to greatness, says to him, Do you love this jacket? Mm. Um, do you? And it's just like, okay, all right, clearly he does. <laughs> but now mm. maybe, maybe not. Um, but it's just kind of like this very very pointy thing that Christian's trying to get him to actually almost you know quite literally dull the edges <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so um, but yeah but anything about this before we head to hair and makeup well, or well this is the thing that I'm that I meant it's like so Christian starts like finagling around with the shoulders you know and is having Marquis like like look, what if we fold it over like this or if we do that? And Marquise is kind of like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay, okay. Mm. And Christian's like, oh, see, isn't that already better? Isn't that cooler? And I'm like, uh, no. No, it isn't. It's not. And, you know, even if you had a problem with it, like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, you know... Yeah. So it's it's so this is the thing. Like I'm not so sure that when Christian gives you a really specific suggestion, you should follow it. I you know, the more I'm seeing it, the more I am believing that. But also I think the only person that worked with is Delvin and where is Delvin? Delvin's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Delvin is no longer here. So Okay, so, okay. We head into this next part with Justine Marjan, who is the Mm -hmm. global stylist for Tresemme. And Mm -hmm. she's been popping up all over the latter part of the show. We don't have Marnie, Mm -hmm. but we have Justine. And Mm -hmm. Justine also has popped up on the after shows. Uh, And so I've been questioning her appearance and and just being like, why are you here? Why are you so prominent? Like, I understand. I get it that you are the consultant for hair, but why are you here so often? And I think it's because she did the hair for Christian Siriano's show the last um, Mm. for their last Mm -hmm. fashion week, because I just Mm -hmm. was like, okay, great. This is this is why she's so prominent and why she's going to get a whole segment of going through and collaborating and, and discussing hair specifically with the designers and mm-hmm. why we don't, why we don't get makeup this way. I have no idea. Um, you know, Tresemme gave the, gave the money this time around. You know what? So this is their, this is their brand ambassador getting to do the, getting to do the talking. Right. Makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, um, yep, she's yeah. going around. She's she, meeting with people. She did that. She said stuff. They said things. They didn't make decisions. I didn't really write anything <laughs> specific about this. Mm-hmm. Or did anything leap out? 
Or... No, I mean, wait, Nancy, like, every, like every one of Nancy's model has a headpiece on, so, <laughs> so the hair discussion is moot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's talking about putting the the vinyl butterflies in the bun. Yeah, yeah. Of cause... of Britney's look, because that is avant garde. That is, yeah. lit- you know, quite literally, the meaning of avant garde is butterflies in the bun. All around the bun. in French, that's what it means. Yeah, um, yeah. More, just more like like buku butterflies. But, yeah, but avant garde means butterflies all around. Buku butterflies means a lot of uh, butterflies. That's not avant garde. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's about it that I had for that because yeah. as Justine leaves, the models leave with her, and. Mm-hmm. Then we get to to hear when this runway show is going to be. It's going to start at dawn at the vessel. Yeah. So they're going to have to be yes. back in the workroom at 3 a.m. I don't know what time they dismiss them, but it feels like it's it's late. <laughs> um, yeah. And I it just it just made me shudder. That is such a quick turnaround. They're not going to really be able to sleep. Um. Wow. What torture. But um. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's see. Um, I you they're know, racing around, finishing yeah, up, trying to finish up their stuff. Um, you know, Nancy's got her head head wrapped in horse hair, and um, she's just kind of pinning everything. And you know, Victoria's doing her stuff, but then then Jeffrey, Jeffrey finally mm-hmm. explodes all over his mm-hmm. garments, and all it took was a little pinprick, and yeah. a little pinprick. So Jeffrey's just dissolving all over his outfit, runs to the sink and tries to wash it out. And then Victoria goes, Jeff, what what is this? Blood. Jeff, mm-hmm. I am not even at my sewing machine. How did you explode? Like, I don't understand. This was not a part of the grand. Mm-hmm. And so um, then Sergio comes over. And while he, no, I'm pretty sure Sergio wasn't planning on murdering anyone soon. But he offers some advice mm-hmm. on how to clean up a crime scene, essentially. Just like, yeah, so when whenever I have to get rid of blood, I just lick it. <laughs> so, like, right. great. Dude. Right. It's like spit gets blood out. <laughs> what? What? Like, I mean, like it, the, the latest in the <laughs> in the advice that nobody asked for so, from Sergio. You know, if Sergio is less than perfect and somehow pricks there he pricks his own finger on his own garments and he's suggesting that he has like i'm not suggesting that he's actually killed anyone but if he is like spill a little blood on his garment that costs like fifty thousand dollars he's licked it he's he's Mm -hmm. in his mouth so you know you're buying a fifty thousand dollar garment with your with sergio saliva on it like just don't say that Mm -hmm. you know hydrogen peroxide very very lightly hydrogen peroxide um yeah i have not murdered anyone I know for other reasons, but it's like, yeah, I, I've never heard of that before. And it's, you know, Jeffrey's such, such in a panic and, and Sergio's like, because it's not Jeffrey, a thing. Jeffrey. <laughs> no, yeah. seriously, just lick it. Jeffrey. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. Um, so um, their sewers leave. Um, it's so interesting. I, so I, 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 we didn't really have to see them work with the the sewers throughout this time in, in the workroom. Um, they were just, it just seemed like 
they, they had their garments, they had their measurements and they had their model fittings. And that was that they're just working away. Marquise is putting a bunch of gar- uh, grommets um, into mm-hmm. his outfit. And, you know, I think that's about it. The only, it, yeah. Anything else before they leave to the penthouse for two hours of sleep? Nope. So they they're... go back to the penthouse. They wake up at one forty-five a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so brutal. Yeah. Um, I I just really felt sorry for them because I just I just hate it whenever they do something before the sun comes up. So they go back to the workroom, and they get two and a half hours before they have to head to the vessel. Um. And they're making some last minute decisions. So, so Nancy decides to pair back her outfit, taking off the sleeves, um, mm-hmm. which she notes is a major move because there are some major sleeves in that workroom. And I agree. And we also have Jeffrey who is lubing up Thijin's outfit and giving yeah. Thijin a tutorial on lube because Thijin has never seen lube before. That is an amazing moment. <laughs> uh, it's like, I was like, oh, Thijin, darling. I loved it. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's, what is this? Oh. It's so, it's, it's so sweet. It was just like, I had no idea that you were that sheltered, dear. No, but, so cute. but and, there it is. And also her first introduction to lube is on a garment that she's wearing. She's like, Oh, this is a great thing. I've never seen this in anyone else's sewing kit. (laughs) It's like, yeah, because it's not primarily a sewing (laughs) thing. Um, Yes. So next we had to hair and makeup and Mm -hmm. um, we have Sergio who's getting his, um, his model look. And I think we only see Sergio and Jeffrey here mm-hmm. but we also get like a, a preview of what Sergio is going to do in terms of his styling um and yeah it's going to come into play a little bit later and yes. um oh shoot I don't know why I wrote this but I wrote Jeffrey is stabbing himself <laughs> did he just <laughs> I think before we actually head to the to um to the vessel Jeffrey once again does something to hurt himself before yes. they head out yeah it's it's just yeah yeah it's a lot of work yeah, Dee Dee ends up suggesting that Nancy get rid of the sleeves, oh, which yes. she does. Dee Dee suggested that. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of liked looking or or seeing that back and forth, um, because mm-hmm. also making the decision at the last minute to take those sleeves off because I I do think it was, I don't know I don't really I think I I I personally love the sleeves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, think they, I think that they, you know, she could have kept them on, but um, she decides to take them off. But also, she's looking around the workroom, and they kind of, sort of mirrored a little bit of what Jeffrey and Brittany were doing in terms of their structure. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so maybe a good call. Um, all right. So, ready to head to the vessel? Well, we, yeah, we, we get some hair and makeup. People right. are like braiding goofy shit in their hair. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We hear about an undersmoke yeah. um, from Jeffrey. Um, we get to see what Sergio has got planned mm-hmm. for UN, which is a little distressing. Yes. We, um, we have like extra. Um, extra pink on Britney's model. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all more. 
Yeah. More pink. And butterflies. Yes. Also. Remember that. Yeah. Um Yeah. So they're all running around and um and then they uh head off. Yeah, we 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 had to the vessel. Uh it's it's done. <laughs> Because uh, it it just looks like it's very dawn, and the judges are rolling up in their their Uber XLs, mm-hmm. and I think it looked like everyone rode separately. It's wonderful for the environment mm-hmm. in their SUVs, and Carly steps out wearing new Sebastian Gray. Mm-hmm. So she's wearing an outfit that um our our previous winner. Uh, war I I I suspected it because I'm like hmm, that looks very familiar and then she posted it on Instagram or actually Sebastian Gray posted it on Instagram and it, it oh. very much is from the his most recent collection at mm-hmm. uh, a New York Fashion Week so um, this really wonderful asymmetrical um, turquoise like just a very very um Emerald, not an emerald green, yeah, like a turquoise, shiny, um, structure uh-huh. piece, but very much Sebastian. So I thought it was just a really great reminder of his work from last season because it's it very much is like a signature of his, where you know we were introduced to um, that quilting thing that he does. Like he's just kind of done that to the max, and I thought you know. Wearing that outfit at the vessel for an avant-garde challenge was pretty on point, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yes. So they every- get the elevator. Yeah, and everyone's looking super cool in the elevator. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone gets in, except for Carly and Brandon. Carly and Brandon yeah. start to take the stairs, and we have our newbies, our our our, our, our newbies, our, our normals. Yeah. So yeah, um, just because just... Brandon is like, oh no, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Just just letting everyone know who's there. So we have Christian Siriano walks in with Nina Garcia and Lane Walter Waroff, and um, who we find out later is Rachel Brosnahan. But I thought she was Dolores from Westworld, but I realized that those two actresses just look quite similar to me, and I got so excited. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, it's Dolores! Because um, Westworld's about to come out. But um, it's Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Mrs. Mabel. But yeah, no. So mm. they get into the elevator, but Brandon Maxwell is also there, and so is Carly, and they take the stairs because why? <laughs> well, because Brandon starts going like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm not, I'm good. I'm, I'm good like this. Mm. Like say meaning the ground floor, mm. yeah. and then um, and then um, Carly very sweetly is trying to um, walk him up to where everybody else is going to be. We'll just take the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it just is not going well. No. And and I have to say I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and, and it is not that my previous, um, irritation at the vessel should be taken in this context. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, Brendan starts having some vertigo. Yeah. 
and um, and it is a condition that I um, also have a touch of, mm-hmm. which is a little wild because I grew up in a building that is um, uh, I grew up on the twentieth floor of a building in New York City where the there is no interior hallway oh. and the and the apartments run all the way through the building so to get to your apartment you have to walk outside on a uh, on a balcony oh um and and that balcony has a railing but it is open to the elements yeah so um so in order to to get <laughs> in order to um visit my mom uh when I go see her uh I have to get out on the 20th floor exit like a small little um area where the elevators are mm-hmm. onto this balcony and walk out to the end of the balcony because we're in the row of apartments that's at the very edge of the building that is such I mean, I feel like that's, that sounds like more like a West Coast type of architectural elements, you know, to have outside <laughs> balconies. It, that yeah. I've never seen that in New York. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah. So that, that sensation of being out there and, uh, there's a, there's a good shot of, you know, the way the vessel is designed, that there's a railing and then there's glass beneath it. Yeah. So in theory, you get to you get like the best views, but you also have the visual sensation of a concrete platform that you're standing on that just runs directly to an edge. Yeah. And it gets very easy to see how like, you know, you could when you have vertigo, you're you're all you're thinking about is like going over that edge. Oh, man. And so Brendan just like can't handle it, goes back downstairs and says that he's going to be good from there. He's going to be he's going to be watching from downstairs. Yeah. While and, everybody else watches from upstairs. And there's a shot that the the cameras find him where he decides where he's like, "No, no, no, let me go down a couple more flights than we went up." So he he was able to go up more two more flights I think than he was able to. But goes back down. Mm-hmm. The camera shows him just kind of just just kind of bending over and yeah. catching his breath. And you, but you can see a little bit of what you can see over the, you know, through that railing, how the stairs yeah. go. There's this crisscross. So there, you know, there's a symmetry to the outside of the mm-hmm. structure. Or it looks like it, but the interior, those, it looks like those steps are going crazy directions. <laughs> so it's almost yeah. like, like a Harry Potter, or like uh, what do you call the school? Um, uh, Hogwarts. Yes, Hogwarts. You know, when when the stairs start to rearrange mm-hmm. themselves. Um, it kind of yeah. looks like like there's a Hogwarts effect there, which also can be a little, you know, mind boggling. Um, yeah. So 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 Brandon is down there and says, hey, yeah, it looks good from here. And then raises some opera glasses that he has. Yes. And we I think they I think they've all been given they, opera glasses. They all have opera glasses. It's so fancy. Yeah. Um, but also because where they are situated and because of how this runway is going to look, they're going to be fairly far from the garments. So, right. um, 
Which is which is proof that this is like a really stupid idea. Yeah, I'm sorry for the this is a really stupid idea because it's like you can't really see the clothes. Yeah, you can't you can't see the clothes, and also through the railings. So the way you describe those railings, even though they're transparent, um, they do have right. metal bars that cut the garments from top to bottom, and right with the scale of this structure because it is so large everyone else looks tiny even carly looks like a little mm-hmm. week um and so you know the models it's it's almost as if in order to I, you can kind of see why there hasn't been a runway show there before and so right. if they did actually have an extravagant runway show there it would have to be massive in order to really um yeah fight with the scale of the structure it's yeah. so big there there are dots in the distance yeah. and and also it's like then these models have to walk up and down stairs, like trying not to fall. Yeah, it was like a you know, weird, uh, like post-apocalyptic, you know, fashion zombie yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I felt so yeah. bad for them, but also uh, res- such respect at the same time because mm-hmm. you know they were there. I don't know how how like when they were able to practice if they were able to practice the day before since you know they've been in hair and makeup since three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, how much time do they actually get to walk down the stairs? Because it's a very dangerous runway, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and also hard to shoot. So logistically right. with production, I can see how this was an utter could have been. It's it's it looks beautiful, but such an utter nightmare. Um, to catch them having to go down some right. steps and right, yeah, and you're seeing, and some of the shots are clearly you've got a camera operator walking either backwards, you know, or like like shooting them while walking down the stairs as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, right. So there's also that. Anyway, yeah. they're right. so they all they all do their walk. Yes. So. Um, so so and we're talking about the walking besides the garment because honestly this was such a show to talk about in and of itself because of the choreography of the models um how they were coordinated and walking down the steps um at the same mm-hmm. time and then they make their way i'm not really sure where they started i think they walked down a million steps because they make it yeah. all the way down to the bottom um yeah. and how how it's situated is the retrospective begins with the two previous garments and then the avant-garde garment is last. Um, and so mm-hmm. everyone essentially is walking at the same time and then they make their way all the way down to the bottom and then they mm-hmm. hang out there in a semicircle while the yeah. judges look down upon them from way up high and say things from a million miles away. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, because on the cheat sheet, I don't have the retrospective outlo- um, outfits. Um, I might add those in later because I did want to point out the model who's wearing the tuxedo outfit in Marquise's mm-hmm. retrospective. Because mm-hmm. there is a shot of this model coming down the walkway or coming down the steps. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've never missed another model so much um, <laughs> because it's this guy who's just kind of his he just it's not him it's not his outfit it's like it's it's that mm-hmm. other model's outfit but um and and this guy sort of looked like this is terrible to say but like like mm-hmm. a like a 
like a Bobo version of the previous guy. And it just, it just mm-hmm. did not fit at all. But that was the only thing that I really noticed about how the models were walking down the steps. I thought Dee Dee looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Vision was on fire. And it, the worst was mm-hmm. the, the guy in um, Marquise's tux outfit. I just like didn't want him there. I just didn't like that dude. His head mm-hmm. was really wobbly and just, you know, he was just doing a lot with his shoulders. I'm like, it's not about you. It's about Fidgen. I mean, not Fidgen. Um, it's not about you. It's about Nora. <laughs> it's behind you. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, ready to talk about the garments? Yes. Okay. Let's let it let's get to that. So I used last week's runway order because you know what? No one went home. So it's the same. <laughs> we still have six <laughs> so we start off with Victoria and her thousand pieces of faux leather on sheer fabric mm-hmm. and um a a breast hammock. And an asymmetrical jacket in champagne. So mm-hmm. yeah, what what did you think of that that came of this? I mean, I don't think it has clarified any more than than when Christian was asking her what it was. Hmm. I don't. I mean, it is. It's it's flowier than uh, Victoria normally goes. Right. So, you know, I like that. Um, but I, I just don't, um, you know, I don't know about this thing that's over it and, Mm. and maybe I can just say something about everybody's garment. Okay. Um, like everybody's idea of avant-garde seems to be some big sculptural thing over, some very simple, like, underlying garment. Mm-hmm. Like, like, pretty much everybody has these big, giant coats or blouses or jackets. Or, like, or in Nancy's case, the headpiece. Right. You know, the the one person who seems to have a little bit of difference there is Sergio. Yeah. Um, and... And the truth is, like, you know, I, I mentioned the last time I was on when we were talking about the future thing. Um, I mentioned uh, Pierre Cardin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like when I think avant-garde, I don't just think like a big messy pile, right? Yeah. It's like it's like Pierre Cardin was an avant-garde designer, hmm. you know? Um uh, Isimiyaki is like an avant-garde designer and it's yeah. not and and many of those things are sleek and quite um, deceptively simple in their cut but but really interesting reimaginings of how you could make a garment yes yeah and and I feel like as a group the these designers even though there's stuff here that I kind of like are not just are not there with that. Like they're like, like their thing is like, um, Oh my God, I got $600. It better all be up there on stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like it better, there better be a lot of it, um, to, you know, to justify all of that. And I, I just think it's a mistake. And so I think Victoria, 
is has really done that and it's like not interesting to me at all like like what the actual structure of this sort of shrug is that she's got over her garment i mean when you look at it up close she's got like the gold and glitter thing mm-hmm. you know that's that's that could potentially be like a little halston dress right and then she's got like this coat thing that is sort of belted around the waist and so maybe the the idea is that there isn't really another side to the dress that's <laughs> underneath and that that and that the coat like takes over that part but then what's like why is the other part of the coat off the shoulder or why like why are these big blousey sleeves there what's that about and what's the what about the sort of lining of this coat or this sort of second layer of it it doesn't it it's like you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm crabby about this, <laughs> <laughs> which is I just totally fine. The one, yeah, the one thing that I could say I think works is, you know, sort of the color choice. Normally, I have a really hard time with Victoria's color choices, but mm-hmm. this is seems kind of lovely. But, but again, um. You know, not what I would call like avant-garde at all. No. Anyway, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I I really didn't get the coat, and I to me the dress is the same. It's just in a different material. It's still that mm-hmm. very harsh asymmetry um, thing going on. It looks like the salsa dress that she made last um, uh, for for the last episode, but just mm-hmm. in a different textile. And, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, why are you wasting all this time doing something that's more akin to, like, maybe a couture challenge? Like, you don't have to make all this work for yourself. But also, if you're going to do that, it's so funny. I I actually slept on this. Like, I, I thought about this before I went to bed last night. It's like, what if you just made the patches bigger and... And it would give you more coverage and but also something that's a little bit more sculptural that you, you could perhaps take into the coat. Because the coat to me just seemed like 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 a why not type deal. And and she's like, Well, this is mm-hmm. avant garde. This is more I, I'm already a formal uh, designer, but this is this is white tie, this is metcala, and this is what she this is the type of material that she would buy if she were making a garment where you know the um, the raw materials cost six hundred dollars. This is what she would buy, but um, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel you know she stuffed she stuffed the shoulders, and again you know I, I think you asking why Elaine asking why it's just like even for avant garde you know. You can ask, mm-hmm. why are you doing these things? Because it's it's a conceptual process. And I think someone who is so great at manipulating and working with these crisscrosses and the things that she does, um, I think she could have focused a little bit more on actual work rather than making these tiny little squares. I just was really upset that she spent all that time doing that. And then made something that looks rather normal, just off. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's that's how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is Sergio. Yeah, he's on my bracket, so I'll go first. <sighs> go ahead. So, I just thought this was too easy. I there's just mm. something about it that 
you know, I think, again, he's really good at choosing materials. Um, but for me, uh, it it is so in his wheelhouse. And he was giving everyone else such flack about their sleeves and their shoulders. But I'm like, but then then you gave her a shoulder neck. And mm-hmm. she's kind of just swimming in where we have her head on a pedestal in a way, which mm-hmm. would be really interesting um for if it were not for this con conceptual thing mm-hmm. but um i don't know i i i i thought that it walked really beautifully it flowed really well i think Yuan is a great model um i i like the shoes i don't like i okay so the the thing that i do like about the hair is how it meets the shoulders or whatever he's doing with that mm-hmm. part yes but honestly um, it, you know, it's, it, it, it just feels very similar to everything else that he's done in, in, in a way. And I don't know. I, so like, yeah, but okay. But also talking about the layering, there is this sheerness where you can kind of see through, but I thought mm-hmm. he was very smart on how he used the material at the bottom to create such mm-hmm. volume, um, smart time-wise, um, and 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 very actually sculptural, but I I don't know for for Sergio I think I think I'm just kind of underwhelmed by him in general, but um very expected, um in terms of just the silhouette, mm-hmm. except for the top part I thought that part and I and I don't know if that's something that he meant to do or if it's just how, um, UN is photographed and how she just really does look like, her head is floating. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> So yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think the I think the the jacket is um, is really good, mm-hmm. um, particularly like the the thing around the back. And actually, you could sort of make the argument that, that like that makes the armor argument more than anything else in the outfit. You mean the the, the so I the, think that you're I think the the back of, of the sort of the part. shape and. Well, the whole shape of the of the of the jacket yeah, yeah. is, I I think, like more sort of um, uh, resonant in terms of thinking about armor. Like you you can think about like there is kind of like a a breastplate that you could even imagine like protecting your neck. Yeah, yeah. like if someone was sort of coming at it with a blade. So that that part of it, I think, works. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that you pointed out the shoes because I wish he had done something like the shoes, um, in terms of, it's like somewhere else in the garment, like that sort of black, um, um, grid pattern on the oh, shoe yeah. would have been really nice picked up somewhere else. Yes. And I think particularly if he wanted to, if he had made that the basis for the, um, for the uh, the um, the makeup, mm-hmm. um, and or had done some sort of like a a face cage or something like that. Oh yeah, because because the thing that we um, have not yet really talked about is this makeup is really really unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, and I, and I, I, okay. Yeah. It's, oh God, there's so many things. Well, because it opens the door to him getting like, I I mean, are we going to go into like the critiques that they get at this point? I don't think we can avoid it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we get some foreshadowing of Victoria looking at his makeup and being like, oh, man, he's going to be in trouble about that. It's super cliche. Right. And we talked earlier about the fact, like, he picked the the only available Asian model, mm-hmm. um, you know, dressed her in a garment that was inspired by, um, by um, Japanese culture mm-hmm. um sort of not really thinking about the fact that like maybe that has a different resonance for people who are not japanese yeah. but are also asian yeah and then came up with this makeup that seems a little cross-cultural but maybe inspired by japanese woodblock prints but you know maybe is a kind of uh you know related somehow to like chinese makeup Mm -hmm. but but the truth is that he didn't put that makeup on his other models yeah uh, which which further highlights the fact that this is a sort of exoticism Hmm. that's just a mistake into it it emphasizes the least interesting parts of the look and it's his it's the thing where it's like his desire to be sort of narratively complete mm-hmm. actually undermines what the strengths are here. Like the fact that that he had this sort of starting place is great, but then like give her different makeup because you've already got that referent there working in the garment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh yeah, that's that's because when you when you said the face mask, I thought about how it probably would have thrown Nina off also because that yeah. is something that's been referenced, you know, just off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure Alex Alexander McQueen is very famous for using face masks yeah. in his in his shows. Um, but for instance, like I think how her hair is styled is something that could have been taken throughout the entire retrospective of his. And I think in terms of retrospective, mm-hmm. I noticed his the least also because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he's on my bracket, unfortunately, but, um, but it's kind of like that there is, it's a, yeah, it's a subtle, it's a subtle mirror of that shape that he's doing that mm-hmm. it's almost like it happens to be there. It is a, um, a cultural reference, but it's something that uh, yeah. structurally would make more sense than to, have her like do that makeup on her mm-hmm. and it, you know, yeah i i totally agree but it's also another thing that you know i i'm hoping i don't know if he knows the reference and was referencing that or he just sees he has seen other designers do this and those so therefore he feels like it's okay and i think it's also unfortunate that nina calls him out in um and calls out Galliano, <laughs> like uh, Galliano mm-hmm. did this. I'm just like, and you know, Galliano, who had the meltdown of of um, spewing very anti-Semitic, pro-Nazi stuff on camera, right? Um, and right. It's, and it's and even her referencing him in a positive way, or as someone who is who is like a um, a forebearer of something um, that's still in sort of in this exoticism. Um, category it's still it troubles me also that he's being used as an active reference and so for this how 
it was it I think Sergio needs to be okay with being modern like I there's something weird about when he goes retro and then when he goes into history and I think he's trying to be smart in a way he's trying to show us how much he knows about everything like technically and in and art historically maybe and and also referencing these things that he just gets bogged up because how great would that have been even in the color I just think there's something off with the color here too yeah because the because I I guess I I would think that um like the the bodice is made of velvet it looks like a very rich really beautiful fabric and then paired off with this color there's just something more that could have been done to bring it more modern and not so literal and yeah to these these historic references that he's trying to get yeah. because he's trying to teach us something because we're all stupid to right. according to Sergio we're dummies right. we don't know anything and he's here on this earth to educate us all Ugh. anyway yeah yeah I mean and as for uh, you know as for like the praise of Galliano I just you know like fucking Hugo Boss was an actual Nazi. Like, mm-hmm. like fashion is not, you know, fashion doesn't have a really good record in yeah. terms of social responsibility. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hugo Boss <laughs> yeah. made clothes for the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their suits were custom Hugo Boss. <laughs> oh, yeah, made uniforms. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. So, so many on things. To, on to Marquise. On to Marquise. Okay, so Marquise is on your bracket, so I'll let you go. All right. He, this is, Marquise lost his way. He does not, he, it's it's like you look at these three things, and they all happen to be garments that are worn by the same model. Mm-hmm. But this is no, there, it, it, it's, it's a mess. Hmm. Otherwise, it's like making everything silver doesn't mean that it all goes together. No. You know, yeah. and it's like and and really like like flopping over those shoulders did not do a damn thing. <laughs> no. Because it's a desperate move that is then like pretending that it's a design decision but it it's not borne out in any other part of the design so why yeah yeah well, i mean i i just was kind of it just looks like bulky bulky shoulders and yeah i you know i've been worried this whole time about Marquis just making the same thing over and over again. This is a the, mm. and this is the time where he actually does something very different, and it had to be these chain pants. And the longer I look at it, the more I'm not really sure. It he would have had to have a ton more time, I think, to make this into something that was not a costume, because with with whatever material he used for that bolero wing thing, it makes it mm. look like a costume. And I think if he kept the pointy shoulders it w- would have looked even worse um, mm. unfortunately um yeah i i i uh you know it's again not too streetwear which he likes to do but yeah again i think kind of kind of uh toppled back and have and his other two garments were just so much better than this one 
Yeah. So, yeah, the fabrication is just, it's unfortunate. You know, just different yeah. kinds of grays and silvers, but that's, I don't know, and I don't know why. we. I don't think we've seen him work like this before in a, in one tone, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just makes me feel sad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next on to Brittany. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in your bracket. Yes. So we get to see what happened to those plates. <laughs> Man, I mean, so talk about something really, really drapey and huge on top and then something very simple on the bottom. Um, because she uses this butterfly print to make mm-hmm. I don't I don't even we I don't think we even see the dress underneath. Um so it just very much was something very wearable. It it I can imagine it without the dramatic jacket yeah, being the, like just very The dress is just a sheath dress. Okay, yes. It's a it's a sheath dress. Like there's yeah. yeah. And and I realized finally when you look at this from the back the the coat is supposed to mimic butterfly wings, like its whole shape. Oh. Like the reason why it's sort of gathered, like those big shoulders and gathered at the back uh-huh. and then sort of flaring out again at the bottom is that it's supposed to look like a butterfly. Oh, okay. That's probably something that they were able to see in the vessel. Cause I think the only thing that was unfortunate about this is from far away, the color is very impactful and probably the shape yeah. of it. Um, yeah. So I guess I can kind of see how that was going, but it just mostly looks like a mess from the front. There's, it's a shape. It's like, a shape. Like mess. there's a bit of a shot. See, it's, let's see when they're talking to her. Let me see like what the actual timestamp is. If you go to like 45, um, 45, 14, Okay. That's where they're talking oh, to her. Oh, yes. I see. I see. So and she, when so you she, see it from the back. Yeah. Um, so there's like a little tie. It's almost, you know, so she's shaped those shoulders. So those shoulders are right. almost sitting above the model's actual shoulders. And then it's, right. it almost looks like, um, like, like, a, like a present bow on the back. Yeah, but that's yeah. What, it. Looks more like a present bow than a than an actual butterfly, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're right. But I. But it's like. But again, it's that sense of like, you know, this desperate idea of like this is how this is going to work. But like, because that's what avant garde means, and those, and really those really really sad, um, butterflies, yeah. like the the clear plastic ones sewn onto it. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. So, so yeah. rough. I, I agree when Tina's or, or I'm sorry, not Tina, but I think Nina was the person who said that it just sort of detracted. Like it just looked, yeah, it, it, it looked really bad. Made it, it cheapened. Yeah. Off it. Um, it's just sad. Yeah. All right. So on to Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, what do you think? You know, I feel like, Jeffrey and Marquise kind of sort of made some outfits that I think would have survived an Elton John episode for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. This was also a costume to me, but 
I wanted more of this flowy latex <laughs> mm-hmm. because the way they photographed Thijin walking down the steps, I was actually taken aback by how it looked. And I think in terms of everything that had this flowiness to it, I think Sergio's looked mm-hmm. the best going down. Sergio and Jeffrey's looked the best going down these steps. Um, yes. I don't know if they factored that in, but I thought, um, how lucky are you that you're able to work with latex? And I shouldn't say how lucky are you? How skilled are you? Um, how skilled mm-hmm. are you? You're able to make latex look in such a way that I think balanced off the top part, which are just these exaggerated um, shoulders that we've been seeing from Jeffrey a lot this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look more, I don't know why I, I'm thinking of starlight. Um, Brandon brought up land before time <laughs> because uh, they look like dinosaur scales or something uh-huh. that's sort of prehistoric. But um, I, I just, I wanted more of the craftsmanship that Jeffrey's able to do with his latex. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that the upper part is constructed really well in comparison to, for instance, Brittany, who also, whose structure yes. didn't really hold up. Like it didn't hold yeah. up, but Jeffrey's did. And it's, and yeah, go ahead. And go it's ahead. there from Jeffrey's sketch all the way forward. Yeah. Like yeah. you, like you totally see the way that he, um, you know, he made decisions about that, about the shape of that fabric and then like really executed on it. Yes. Yeah. So it is a kind of simple, like the, un- the garment that isn't, you know, the shorts that she has on that then have that, that then are attached to that kind of train are, are like simple there. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big design innovation, but at least it's super clean and super legible. Yeah. And well, fitted like it just it just looks yeah wonderful yeah so after um, many times of thijin not looking good that she she looks really good in this great amazing yeah yeah um okay next we have nancy mm-hmm. and so i you know with a lot of nancy's pieces i'm just like okay <laughs> that's sort of how i approach it where i'm like you chose that fabric okay um, this for some reason, so I, I liked, I don't know why, but I liked it better in the workroom than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know. I, it's, it's very sculptural, like, of course, but I, there is just, it, it's, yep. I, I don't know what to say, honestly. <laughs> I know I'm there with you. I mean, the question of like, what's this big gold conch shell that's at Dee Dee's waist? Like, it's what is that there at. for? Yeah. I guess it's, but it's weird to me that she doesn't get called out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think that there's, I think that structurally this does not make a whole lot of sense. But again, this is Nancy's thing, right? She gets this fabric that does something and then she pins it on and, um, and, and then you know it sort of finds its shape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Carly does say that it's like this is like what you made for the sheer challenge. And really, when you look at a lot of her designs, they are sort of this, like a big thing around the neck and shoulders mm-hmm. that's kind of a cowl, and then 
either a skirt or a flowy pant or something, but it's just sort of like, um, you know, Nina calls it like a missed opportunity in terms of color. But I think also if it was not just like this sort of monochromatic thing, then you could really see the fact that it was not really all that designed. Yes. Yeah. I think with her using this horse hair and how it just, it, it doesn't lend towards, even thinking about how someone is going to spend a lot of time in this garment and this is the avant-garde challenge. So, but um, yeah, I, 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 I would like to know, this is where I ask questions <laughs> about, mm-hmm. so what, what were your thoughts at the beginning of it? Um, you know, asking questions about certain decisions the conch shell around the middle part is mm-hmm. confusing, but also is that because you wanted to block off or, you know, try to create some type of color or dimension? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that you were, th- were thinking of that veered off into creating like a little pouch? Um, is it a backpack? Is it your version of a fanny? Mm-hmm. Is it like, w- is it something? And if it isn't anything, then I, I just would like to know. But um, mm-hmm. Nina called it a. Um, it I just it just looks like a poofy black cloud. Yeah, you know, it was right. the, <laughs> probably like probably the most um, uh, haughty that I've ever heard uh, Nina on this season. Mm-hmm. But I think it it's because it's a lot of twists and twirls, but nothing really going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to look at, and that's mm-hmm. that's why I just don't know what else to say. I'm like it, you know, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, it as being a as design as, rather than just a thought process. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the end of the official runway. So, it you know we they 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 have them on the runway. Of course, you know to to take these shots, they had to walk the runway so that they could photograph this for my cheat mm-hmm. sheet specifically um but mm-hmm. dur- so during the judge ju- the judging and also the de- the deliberation is like did anything stand out to you or is there anyone particular that you wanted to kind of focus on no i mean i i think at this point um i you know no, I mean, I, I didn't feel like there was anything so out of place in terms of the deliberations, and it all seemed kind of like straightforward by this point. Yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, same because I mean, at this point, you know, they know them so well. I I just wanted to point out something that Brandon said to Sergio, um, mm-hmm. because uh, just in terms of. His, his thought process and how the way he thinks about his work tends to cannibalize how good his garments look. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was just something that kind of stood out to That's me. That's true. Comments, That's fair enough. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. All right. So now it's the, this is judgment day. This is the final judgment day. Mm-hmm. This is the last challenge to see who yeah. goes on to a uh, fashion week. So we get four designers we have six, mm-hmm. so two have to go. So the first person 
to go to fashion week is um Nayland. who's the first to go very sweet our very sweet jeffrey jeffrey who has defied yes. at least my odds i am i'm just shocked there's just no way that i think that jeffrey was actually going to survive to get to the fashion week based off of the first few episodes of this season mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean ev- meltdowns and all yes he managed to uh you know he he managed to uh managed to make it through yeah and he's and of course he turns beet red mm. when he gets congratulated <laughs> and he's he's super thrilled and he's break kind of breaking down and yeah. being being all all oh gosh shucks <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm so thank yeah. you so much. I'm I'm so so grateful, so grateful. Yeah, I, it was just so sweet. It's like oh, I'm so yes. glad they called Jeffrey first. Yes. Um. So yeah. then, who's next? The next to go to Fashion Week is Victoria from Aldova, of course. Uh... Everyone else's face was just like, oh shit. But also, come on, of course Victoria was going to go to Fashion Week. I'm sorry, I just yeah. was not surprised. Um, yes, she, she goes, she's, she's a little, she's, she's shocked. And of course, just kind of like, okay, um, a little, uh, you know, yes, she's going. I didn't really write yeah. too much about it. Yeah. I thought that was, I, I mean, I, I have to say defying my odds this season, Ugh. like I really thought she was going to be gone way before this, Same. but anyway, yeah, I was like episode five tops, and I was so wrong. Yeah, yeah. All right, now Nayland, the third to go mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, who who um, collapses on stage, yes. and then Elaine does, says something like a little. Um, uh, a, a little metatextual, huh? Like, like she collapses on stage. Everybody's gets her to stand up again. They're all like, they're all like hugging her. Yeah. And then Elaine says, "You represent a second shot at living your biggest dream." And I'm like, man, <laughs> that is a producer's note right there. Like, <laughs> that's what you were cast for. That is like that. That is what you are being told that you represent on this show. Yeah. And it's like okay. Yeah. Well, there you are. Yep. Yep. Um, I, you know. Um. Cool. Yeah, I and I, I kind of love that <laughs> Elaine fought for Nancy. You could see it in the in the deliberations that everyone sort of mm-hmm. had the person they were staking their claim for and had to fight the producers on. <laughs> and I think Elaine mm-hmm. probably thought it was Nancy. There was a moment where. She goes, you know what? I'm going to use my soapbox for my girl, Nancy. And Nina's eyes roll up into the heavens like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, Elaine, why? You know, and so it worked. Mm. And so on her parting words for Nancy is just make your clothes fit. And I think also she should have said, you know, lay off on the horse hair, perhaps. Just (laughs) pare it down a little bit. 
just try to find some other things like look at like look what something like look what you're wearing nancy i like your style or look at those feathers in your hair Mm -hmm. i don't know something like that yeah okay but this is where everyone else is just like really really like oh shit because the people who are left sergio Brittany, and marmar marquise I, I want to say just one other thing about Nancy. Yes, it's like, yes. And I sort of mentioned this before, but Nancy is very much like Patricia. If you remember, who was the who was the Native American designer? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the textile again, designer. Again, an older woman. Yes. Um, from Taos. Yes. Um, and, um, and it, you know, again, made a lot of her own textiles. It was like... But sort of crafty, made it into the final four, and it was a similar sort of story, yeah. you know. Um, someone who's like whose designs were not necessarily all that innovative from the design standpoint, but she was in there. Um, you know, she had a similar sort of working method to to oh, Nancy. That's a really great reference. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Huh. Oh, Patricia. Yeah. yeah. Man. um, All right. So. So then we're down to um, one slot left. Dun, dun, dun. So um, uh, I guess, Naylan, you have to ask me who's who's going on. Who's the who's going on? Who is going on to the final to the into the last slot? Sergio. Ah, Sergio makes it in by and, the kind of skin of his teeth. Who's and who's going home? It's Brittany and Marquise Nailin uh-huh. in one fail sloop. Your my, bracket, my my unassailable bracket. I, I'm. It's it's shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Neiland, isn't that nuts? <laughs> Strange how that happens, huh? It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, jump into my I time told machine. You, and my I, project I told my time you he machine. was going to go all. The, I told you he was going to go all the way. Man, Brittany. So Brittany also thought she was going to go all the way. Um, we get to see that. So Brittany is yeah. the first person who's told no. So we have mm-hmm. we have yes, 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 and then Brittany gets the first I'm sorry from Carly. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's it's shocking from a standpoint of the first Siriano save is not going to Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. I think with the Tim Gunn save, we've never had a Tim Gunn save not go. <laughs> All of Tim Gunn saves have gone to Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And so I, it just is, but you know, Brittany kind of floundered at the end. And, and I, and I think that mm-hmm. they would have wanted to make an argument for her, but I think her garment was just too bad to like scoot her on through. I don't know. What are you? It thoughts? was just, yeah, no, I, I agree. I know. I, I think it's right that she, that she got cut. I, but I do think that she was very true to type. She was like, uh, you know, a big personality right. who is like really functional as a designer. Yeah. The sort of person that you want to keep around that keeps the show lively. Um, and is very capable, but 
I, there was never a moment where I felt like this is a person that has a compelling vision. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she would, you know? and she admitted it. I, I think several times. Yeah, yeah. Especially on this. Um, yeah, I mean the, you know, I, I will she go on to many more collaborations with Ashley? Possibly. Oh my gosh! Like that. Like they seem to be like made for each other. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I'm. I'm a little surprised she didn't make top four, but but you know she got as close as she could get. Yeah. Um, Marquise. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marquise was sort of on my bracket for a number of reasons, right? I I love people who come out of club culture. I love mm-hmm. people who do gender, you know, fluid or neutral. Um, design. Mm-hmm. I do think that he also came up against his limitations, which is there were certain things that he really knew how to do, but mm-hmm. he did not have, again, like a deep experience in pattern making. Yeah, yeah. And and it ended up like kind of catching up with him. I don't feel I don't feel like he went out on a super strong look. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, he kind of went out on one strong idea and two afterthoughts. Like he, like, mm. but again, I don't think Christian helped him at all. Yeah, like, uh, like for, that was why I was bringing this up. Like, mm. both of the suggestions that Christian gave to both Brittany and to Marquise did not help them. No, and you know, and in it, fact. <laughs> yeah, in fact, like Nina hated the thing, hated the things that Christian told her to add, Brittany told mm-hmm. Brittany to add. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Nina also called out the bolero and was like, yeah. take that off. <laughs> just, yeah. Just take it off. Yeah. Um, and then when he did, she was like, oh, that doesn't help. But everyone <laughs> else was like, oh my God, Nina, it looks so much better. And Nina the whole yeah. time was like, no, it's awful. No. It's all bad. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and also Nina's not a genius for knowing that that was a two piece up there. For some reason, everyone thought it was just yeah. one outfit. It's weird. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's the way yeah. it goes. I think I think the four who made it through deserve to make it through. <laughs> I yes. I to- this time I I totally agree with Marquise and Brittany, even though um, I would have. I would have loved to have seen what either of them, all of them, I, I think, in a, in a way, to see what they would have done with their runway. I think the only person that I'm not thrilled about seeing is Victoria. But there's, mm-hmm. we all knew she was a more surefire um, bet than Brittany because, you know, Nina's behind her. She's already got an L cover in mm-hmm. the wings from Nina. So, yeah. Okay. So we get a, get their new prompt. For our four winners, or our four, not winners yet, there, no one's a winner yet, um, for Victoria, Sergio, um, Jeffrey, and Nancy, mm-hmm. they each get, I believe it's $10,000. Yeah. And five months, mm-hmm. which is the old way of doing things on Project Runway. Yes. They used to get Thank six you. months. Not six mm-hmm. weeks lifetime. Yeah. So I'm yeah. so excited that they're giving them 
a substantial amount of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you see the upcoming attractions for next week? Um, uh, I, I didn't ask that in a really a... great question way. But yeah, did you see the... <laughs> no, no. I, I took a quick peek, but there wasn't anything that immediately stood out to me. Well... I think I was... Yeah. No, no. The only thing that stood out is that Sergio is fermenting something. So it's like... Oh, right. It gives yeah. you enough time, I think, to make awful decisions. Right. Where yes. you you can you know, you know live by your decisions. You can die by them. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But by the time Christian gets to him, there's something stinky in the tub. And I'm like, huh. what is happening there? But but yeah. But they'll get enough time to... I mean, I mean <laughs> no. maybe Sergio's making his own indigo. Oh, wait! Right? Really? Because you, ha- well, because indigo has it's indigo's like sourdough. It's it's like a huh. live culture. You have like a starter. Oh, it's a you have like a starter batch. Okay. Anyway. Oh no! Because if I and I say it that way because if Sergio is actually making his own indigo, please don't let it be offensive. Because I love that idea. <laughs> please don't be awful. I mean. Who knows? I oh, it could I could be completely wrong terrible. about that, but it just I you know, I was thinking. Hmm. Um one final note, like when Christian is saying goodbye to Marquise and mm-hmm. Brittany, like the most the 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 most affectionate he can be is to tell Marquise that he wants like all of those outfits that Marquise made. <laughs> it's like uh, Christian, like give it a rest. It's like, like but please. Some, sometimes mostly Maybe all the time. It's about me and what I want. I'm on the show. I'm your mentor. I'm here to support you. But sometimes maybe. So you should maybe... feel good. It's like give me. I I want you to give me stuff. Doesn't that make you feel better? Yeah, like me, Chris and Siriano. Like I want him. I want. I want things from you. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, I forgot to mention this. I think it's crazy that we're not referencing the fact that I'm pretty sure that Siriano's season, season four, is the first time they ever had an avant-garde challenge. <laughs> And so, yeah, because everything else was like this, you know, kind of nod to something artsy. But I think Christian Siriano's season was the first um, avant-garde season, Mm -hmm. which he won with Chris March. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It would be nice to have seen like something thrown to that. But I feel as if, but I, I bring that up because in his goodbye to them, it's like this is, this was a seminal moment in his career and there, mm-hmm. you couldn't those you could have pulled from your own experience on Project Runway to perhaps, you know, give some solace. But mm-hmm. you know, this is episode what twelve. We know we know Christian Siriano by now. This is season two um, of Bravo yes. two point Man, I would also say that this is the um, second uh, butterfly related um, uh, catastrophe on on. Um, reality television wait a second what what is the first butterfly the, the the first one is um asia o'hara's famous um butterfly problem at the at the um uh at the finale of uh rupaul's drag race wait. asia o'hara had famously had this thing during the finale where um at a certain moment during her lip sync uh, for the crown, Mm -hmm. she was going to release all of these like living butterflies from her costume. 
and they she released them and they were um not as lively as she had hoped they were and dead so she took only? a lot of heat i th- i think that what happened was that some of them uh some of them were dead but because they're insects and cold-blooded um a lot of them had not warmed sufficiently to be able to sort of fly off. So they just sort of fell to the ground. Oh, no. So they looked yeah. dead. I mean, if, even if maybe yeah. they weren't. Yeah, that yeah. never works when people try to do that. Also, you know, like at ceremonies or weddings or, yeah. you know, you know, memorial services. Like usually, usually it's like it's yeah. just not great. Oh, man. Yeah. Look, release a roach. You know they're going to be hardy <laughs> and survive. Like, you know, I mean, it's going to make the party so much livelier, you know, like, yeah. it actually brings some joy yeah. and at least, you know, like some hopping yeah. into chairs and stuff, get some exercise. Yeah. Um, calisthenics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. Um, so anyway, I. Um, so here's my question. Yes. For you. Um, who are you rooting for in the finale? This is so terrible. Because I'm not rooting for the person on my bracket. Mm, I'm not surprised. I mean, okay, great. Good. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I've been keeping it inside just how much I don't like Sergio. But <laughs> yeah, oh, just making it. Hopefully it's but, obvious but, now. But, you know, I know you well enough that I've been able to pick up those subtle hints that are that you've been dropping. You, you get nuance, Nalen. I feel like I get your middle nuance. name is nuance. Yes. Yes. Um, quite literally, that is the definition of avant-garde is <laughs> is nuance on how much I hate Sergio and Nalan picking up on that. Um, so I'm I really am rooting for Jeffrey. I want Jeffrey to win. Yeah, I think so. How? Yeah. Is that is that your pick? Yeah. I mean, he's a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. I've he's, I've been well and he's been appropriately like, you know, <laughs> humble and neurotic and you know and and funny on occasion mm-hmm. yeah i i just i just yeah i'm i dearly dearly want jeffrey to win and it's and it's only it's because like i think he can win and i like him and i've seen him nearly blast off into the universe and make amazing things so i'm just you know i'm i'm i wouldn't be surprised if they're just like you know, pieces of Jeffrey all over his workroom and he's just got like a, an arm in a corner and like a, a foot chopped off somewhere. He's hobbling around, but surrounded by beautiful garments because that's his process <laughs> is to rip himself to shreds and then just throw out some amazing things. So I'm, I don't know. I'm convinced that he's, he's a total mess and that is right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Aw. So Nayland, um, I have to work out whether or not next week is the actual finale or if it's just the run up, because again, this is Bravo. Sometimes they split them into two and sometimes it's all one chunk. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, and before we go, do you have anything to share with our listeners? And then can you remind people how they can find you? Um, no big thing to share, but, um, you can find me at, uh, Nalen Blake, all one word at Twitter, the bad website. Um, 
and uh, and Nalen W. Blake, all one word, at Instagram on the slightly questionable website. <laughs> um, and, and how about you? Same. It's the same. All on these questionable, um, you know, Facebook adjacent things. So on Facebook, Instagram, t- uh, Twitter, at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E-N, on my website, ErnezDavis.com. Also, um, I'll shout out Patricia. You can find Patricia on all of them as well at Sense and Site, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Aw. Again, thanks so much, Nayland, for talking about this. Thank you, Ernest. Have fun in Houston. Aw, thanks. Will do. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm going to Houston for the Society of Photographic Educators Conference Mm -hmm. um, because I am one of those and Mm -hmm. I would like to go to this conference. Also, it's PhotoFest out there. So if anyone is in Houston or around the area, there's a lot photo going on in Houston for the next month or so. So yes, it's it's really exciting. Um, And Nayland, if I don't see you soon, you enjoy your week as well. Okay. (laughs) All right, and um, and listeners, until next week, we'll both say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.